Hey! <laughs> it is I, the mighty, the mighty, the mighty, the mighty. The Hi, everybody! Hello! Welcome to my show! Welcome, it's Friday! Hi, hey, Benjamin, how you doing? Hey, welcome to my... That sounded like Yacht Rock. I know, but it was pretty fitting for the guy that was in the video intro. I have these intros so that it gives you enough time to get on in here. It lets the notifications go out. And then we start going crazy with the wiki show. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. For those that don't know, old Psyche Soapy, reason why we didn't come up with a uh, show for the last two weeks or one week or was it? I don't know, week and a half, I think it was, I was gone. But I got locked up again. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, shit. Yeah, 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 I know, shit, I got locked up. I need to limit my police contact. It's like five years in this town. I've noticed it. I took a little thought to it not that long ago today, earlier today, right? And I was thinking, you know, motherfucker, you've been here for about five fucking years, and you've seen police contact about, mm, I'd say, at least five times. Doesn't that mean that you are constantly getting caught up in this type of attention once? Once every damn year, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of odd, isn't it? Oh, well, truth hurts. Um, you know, the details about it, I told Hidden about it, I told True Sherm about it, all that shit. Hey, yo, and speaking of which, do check out my man's True Sherm. You know, uh, don't sleep on him. You better not sleep on him. He's one of them up-and-comers, man. Cut, cut that bullshit. Get him up to a 1,000, bro, before you even help me, help him. And then there's my man, the Hidden MGTOW. But, you know, he, you know, they, we don't call him Hidden for nothing. He's around out here and about here, you know what I'm saying? And he might have a show going on later on tonight. And I'll pop up there, you know, I'll pop by, you know, have my little after-party thing and kick it with them, whether I'm on location or I'm, you know, just sitting, chilling at Chat Studio, and I just so happen to work it all out. But we're in the main studio now, baby, and um, we're in the bucket. Welcome. Where we have fun, let loose, and speak the red pill, and even sometimes the black pill truth. Now, this episode might offend even my ardent supporters and friends, but as usual, I don't give a shit. Why? Because I can, stupid. <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Check to see if you're still subscribed to me. Set your notifications to on. Send this show's notification. Send it out. Share the notification to this show in your Discord, in your Gilded, in your uh, Dark Web, in your fucking 
uh, Telegram, in your Twitters, your Facebooks, all that shit, you know? And yeah, yeah, if you're into the show and, you know, you got something else to do, or if you're not on the road and you just so happen to catch the beginning part of it, or you happen to tune in in the middle or near the end, well, I always upload the playback on BitChute, Odyssey, MGTOW.TV, and the audio-only version on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Now, this show may contain some coarse language and adult situation, so parental discretion is highly advised. In other words, you better not bring your goddamn kids! <laughs> Motherfuckers can say psyche. Motherfuckers can say soap, but can you motherfuckers say psyche soap? Man, y'all weird. Oh, well, nobody bats a thousand truth hurts. See, my content, it's like food. Uh, junk food is like, I, I got two other shows, right? My junk food, right? And that's the things that make you go, buy psyche soap. And that's some of the most horrifying um shocking and and in dark webbish looking shit that you'll ever see. I can't put this on YouTube, man. I lost a channel over that shit. Yeah, yeah. Susie went on a motherfucking prowl and took that shit away. So be sure that you catch after this, you know, once the show ends, I'll upload it to the alt text. It's called Things That Make You Go. A psyche soap and the balanced diet. It's called This Show in the Bucket. So now I'm starting to notice that, you know, um, I'm starting to notice that StreamYard's upgraded a bit. You got the headline there, and I got it there, of course. I'll show you that real quick. See, I talk about Mandy Kiling, Andrew Tate, World War III, et cetera, et cetera. That looks like World War II. That looks like fucking World War II. So you going, bro, World War II is long ago gone. You know what I mean? Let me see. I can't change it because I'm in the middle of the fucking show. <laughs> but it says World War Three, in case you guys was wondering, right? And um, I talk about that here, and that's the balanced diet that's in the bucket, which you are in right now. And then my health food would be the ruminations, the meditations, really just ruminating on some random topic for from a MGTOW perspective or some shit from a red pill. Talking about the philosophy is what I do, you know, so when you do get a chance, you know, come kick it with me and, you know, into the ruminations, bruh, like this. That is relaxing already, man. Yeah, so the MGTOW ruminations, that's a part of your complete breakfast. And I'll have that on on Saturday. I'm, I'm going to start doing them noontime every Saturday from here on out. And, you know, I'll just ruminate on a MGTOW type of a topic or just, you know, just blapping about shit, you know. Um, it, you never know. I'm all over the map, dude, whether I'm, you know inebriated or not i just do the thing there and so yeah 
that that's it. The junk food are the things that make you go. The balanced diet is this right here in the bucket. And the health food is the rumination. So, you know, still the analogy. I don't care, but I was it was all put here for you. And forget what influenced, never forget who influenced you. Never forget who influenced you is what I'm trying to say. You better fish for what you eat out here in this content creation game. Damn, I almost sneezed. But yeah, I mean, I know y'all seen the intro, so I'm on to the, the, the first thing here. <laughs> and that would be this Andrew Tate character. And I know, you know, um, at, at first glance, at first blush, yeah, I've heard of him before this shit went down, before, you know, all of this stuff started happening to him. And, you know, I wasn't really much of a fan, you know, because, you know, he's part PUA, part pimp when he comes at these topics and he's a bit of a trad cuck in my, you know, in my, in my eyes too, you know, he's took it, he's taken on Islam, but is doing this shit on the side, which I don't know how he squares himself with it. I don't care though. You know what I'm saying? Live and let live. You know, I mean, it's kind of fucked up that the uh, powers that be do that to people and do that to these peas and shit, and they get him hemmed up for human trafficking charges and shit when these broads are grown and they've made adult decisions to get into this game. Now, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know if that is legal in Romania or not, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and flat out assume that it is still criminalized to this day. I mean, pimping and hoeing, man, has been going on since the beginning of time. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, brother, you know, when you're getting up into this game, baby, but you, you got to have vision. You see that shit? That motherfucker was pimp with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, I got to hit you one more time with that one more time. Willie, I respect your ambition, but you got, but to, you got to have vision. You see how he moved his hands? <laughs> oh, that's my shit. That is my favorite part in the movie Willie Dynamite is when, you know, I forgot what his name was, shit. But he does that shit, and he has a little pimp meeting. You know what I'm saying? And You know, just that right there. But back to this um, Andrew Tate thing, bro. Um, how, whatever you think about the guy, it's cool. I mean, you know. There are some P's out here that you might as well say the P stands for predator because, you know, they take predatory means and predatory steps to 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 fund their largely black market business. You know, I mean, the best model, I would say, is that area outside of Vegas where at the bunny ranches, you know what I'm saying? Where it's a legal thing, and, and some, and in some places all over America, anyway, where you got escorts, and I think they legalized it or fully decriminalized it up in Canada. But you know, more problems are put on the trick than than said the hoe or mate. Well, more problems are put on the trick and the pimp, but not on the hoe. You know what I'm saying? And that ain't cool either. You know what I mean? But back to this shit. You know, a judge in Romania has granted a request to extend by another 30 days the arrest of Andrew Tate, the social media personality and self-described misogynist. 
who was detained in the country on charges of being part of an organized crime group, human trafficking and rape, an official said on Friday. Uh, Tate, he's 36, a British U.S. citizen. Oh, so he was a citizen here in America? Huh, okay, didn't know that. So is a British U.S. citizen who has 4.7 million followers on Twitter was initially detained on December 29th in Bucharest, Romania's capital. His brother Tristan and two Romanian women were arrested and held in the same case. Ramona Bola, a spokesperson for Romania's anti-organized crime agency, uh, DICOT, I think that's what it is, is D-I-I-C-O-T is what it looks like. Or is it the Roman numeral two? <laughs> Told the Associated Press, bunch of ass fucks, that's the enemy, stupid media, told the Associated Press <laughs> that prosecutors requested the second 30-day extension Thursday to keep all four in detention while the investigation continued. A judge approved the request Friday, she said. The judge's decision at the Bucharest Tribunal came after four lost an appeal last week in a Bucharest court against the judge's December 30th ruling to extend their arrest from the from 24 hours to 30 days. <laughs> what? So yeah, they're being detained. And you gotta understand, you ain't got no Mirandas like you do here in America, brother. <laughs> the Tate or the Tates are also likely to appeal Friday's further extension, which they're doing right now. And uh, from the looks of it here, let me see. All right. $4.8 million Bugatti taken away from him by the police. And it is very interesting. Andrew Tate is officially in big trouble, it seems like. Romanian authorities will indeed be selling his Bugatti if he's convicted for his latest crimes. It's Andy Luani here reporting with all the details. Andrew Tate, who has been a widely controversial figure online, was previously banned on all platforms, but made a return to Twitter. He has posted a variety of photos on the platform since returning, including the infamous Bugatti he trolled Greta Thunberg with. Last month, authorities seized several luxury cars from Andrew Tate's compound on the outskirts of the Romanian capital. And as of now, a Romanian publication reported that a self-proclaimed misogynist has been storing some of his luxury sports cars in Dubai. Romanian officials have requested that any sports cars be transferred to Romania to collect any assets he has in the city. In the collection of cars seized from the police last month, police were able to obtain a Rolls Royce, BMW, and Mercedes-Benz. The entire Romanian car collection is estimated to be around $6 million. Cars like the McLaren 765LT is estimated to be close to approximately $410,000, but of course nowhere near the amount of a $4.8 million Bugatti. Authorities also believe that Tate and his brother Tristan are holding onto assets or luxury vehicles in other countries as well. A report from Gondol stated that authorities are looking into the UK, USA, and even Ireland as potential sources. Now, you've probably been wondering why are all these cars being seized in the first place? Well, if Tate is indeed convicted of his charges, he will owe a multitude of damages that he may really not be able to pay off. If this ends up being the case, cars will be used to pay off the financial damages accrued through court. As of right now, Tate has not made any comment online on the repo of his car collection, it seems like. The former boxer has been sitting in jail documenting his entire experience on 
of course, none other than Twitter. Many of us are not sure how he's able to tweet at this time, but it is pretty extensive. As of right now, Tate has been claiming his innocence in jail. He has been able to write a multitude of tweets, as we said, each and every day, but claims he's not able to write letters and do too much in confinement. Andrew Tate has been trying to get onto the Joe Rogan podcast as well for quite some years, some believe in order to profess his innocence, but he has actually been asking to be a guest on the podcast since 2019. The Southern Poverty Law Center stumbled upon this information while going through Alex Jones's phone. Joe Rogan responded to the situation saying, yeah, he's been trying to get on my podcast for a while. I'm way overbooked right now. It's been about four years since Tate has been following up with Alex Jones about this or over the course of four years. So we're not too sure if this is an actual excuse right now. We are very interested to see what Andrew Tate is going to tweet next, especially if his other cars in other countries are being repoed. It's Andy Lewani here. FindingSportsTraining.com for more information. Damn! Damn! There we go. I got my mic back on. My bad, y'all. Took me a little while to flip it up, slip it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Hidden MGTOW. Yeah, that's the brother. You know what I'm saying? He kicks it over here every now and again. Um, would like it if he came by and chilled out at the show. And post kebab. Yeah, man. And, and while you fellas are here, make sure you drop a like button before you go. If you ain't got that much time to stay here and whatnot, you know, just just do that and we'll be all right. Salute to you too, brother post kebab. Saving Nation, he's in the effect, man. We are all well, you know, out on bail, fresh out of jail. You know what I'm saying? This that motherfucker, psyche so. <laughs> Back to this Andrew Tate thing. Now, bruh, see, they're going to do him the same way they did Kanye. If they ever let him get any type of bond, I don't know how Romania does it. I think, you know, it's an Eastern European country. It's a little more strict in America. I would like to say all European countries are. And so he might not get the, 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 uh, the freedom of or freedom from, as he does in America, even though it's fucked up here enough. And, and and here's another thing, too. Don't the brother look like the rapper Common? You know, he was he, Common. He's that guy that uh, got into a fight. He was in the one of the John Wick stories. He was in John Wick, and he got into, you know, a fight with John Wick. Spoiler alert, you know, John Wick stabs him but keeps him alive long enough for him to not pull the knife out. You know what I'm saying? So that surgery can be done on him. Bring him but anyway, he looks like that guy, Common, you know, the rapper Common. Um, and <laughs> that was just some random thought. But back to this, speaking of random thoughts, you know, all of these chicks are starting to recant their shit because they realize that was their bread and butter, Scudder Utter. You know what I'm saying? After this shit, even they could be caught up on some charges. In addition to, you know, them, you know, the tapes being caught up on this bullshit and then having to seize all the vehicles and shit. I hope that covers bail. I hope that covers court costs. I don't know how they do it down there, but it's a bitch over there, man. 
So yeah, you know, they're going ham on these peas out here, bro. You know, it is shit is getting rough out here, bro. Shit is getting rough. Is there some other shit? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, speaking of peas, you know what I'm saying? And I, I want to put that up here if I could find that shit. And that's um oh yeah, it's about the Hollywood pimp. <laughs> My goodness, bro. <laughs> but you got to have vision. I like that shit at the end where he just moves his hands and lets you know that you got to have vision. Shit, <laughs> 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 that shit is stupid. All right, all right, back to it. But yo, I mean, have you y'all heard of the Hollywood madam Heidi Fleiss, right? But now. We got this thing called the Hollywood Pimp. Hollywood P gets prison, P for prison, for running hooker ring that catered to actors and producers. Now, they've long had this shit, but I'm going to tell it, bar. I'm going to tell it. A movie producer was sentenced to five years. A movie producer? Five years? In prison this past Thursday for operating a sprawling prostitution ring that catered to the wealthy and powerful in Hollywood. Dylan Jordan, 50, raked in some $1.4 million from the international prostitution business, which he ran from 2010 until 2017. Now that's a long damn time. <laughs> I wonder what the statute of limitations were. Anyway, and whose who's clients produced, excuse me, and whose clients included producers, gamblers, and actors, federal prosecutors said. Jordan laundered the money through two film production companies that eventually backed moderately successful projects, including 2018's The Kindergarten Teacher with Maggie Gyllenhaal and The Kid with Ethan Hawke in 2019. What? So you was pimping, right? Doing your thing. And you were able to launder your money through two film projects? Bro, you must have told your somebody. Yeah, you must have told some confidant your business. And this all got out, bro. This all got out. Yeah, and that's what I say, man. Never tell a bitch all your business, because one day she might become an eyewitness. <laughs> e 40 wasn't wrong about that shit. So here it go. Several well-known producers that Jordan worked with doubled as clients of his sex-selling business, including one who invested in a quarter of a million in his movie-making companies, prosecutors wrote in court filing. Prosecutors in their sentencing submission cited statements from several of Jordan's victims, victims who described being piled with drugs or applied with drugs and alcohol and forced into sex work by the Hollywood pimp. This dude, <laughs> what's he trying to, what, what is, what is uh, Balmoral, whatever the fuck he got on his head, man? What is he trying to, in, in his, in his framed glasses, what he trying to do? Look like Samuel L. Jackson? What the fuck? Oh, nice tie, though. He has the uh, skull and bones in the tie. 
But is he a part of the Skull and Bones? I don't know. Dylan Jordan was sentenced to five years in prison for running an international prostitution ring. Now, one woman told investigators she met Jordan in Las Vegas when she was 18 years old and paraded her and other women around a poker tournament after giving her drugs and alcohol. Bro, bro, why didn't you? I don't know if this is how Dylan Jordan got started, you know, but if he already had money in the bank, right, why couldn't he have just got his ass a license? You know, um, got, you know, uh, a business within the county, you know, where the bunny ranches are. Same state, right? And, you know, did it for good. Did it on the legal part of it. And, bruh, you know what? It would have been a legal laundering of the money. But then again, it is interstate commerce, so it may be watch buffet. You never know. She was then t- led to a hotel room where she had sex with an Asian man who did not speak English and was paid $3,000 for the encounter. Oh, man. Later that night, Jordan brought her to a party where he had her undressed and walked her around on a leash, crawling on her hands and knees, prosecutors wrote. Oh, so she was a doggos. Oh. The defendant made comments about how young victim one was. Look, she is barely 18 and pointing to her bedazzled Hello Kitty phone case, which she was carrying, they added. Now, that is some weird shit. I don't see how people get into the jailbait thing. Oh, hell no. That's not how I do, bro. Look, I don't mean to tell my age, but shit, I'm, I'm, I'm up there. I'm a grown-ass man. I like them from 35 to 45, but, you know, I'm in the philosophy. So, you know, for the most part, shit, almost all the parts, I stay away from that, you know? There's more out of life that you can get as a man going his own way than to be funking around with this shit. But if you're doing it right, and if you're doing it, you know, if you're going to go and enlist the services of a pro, you know, like this, make sure that there's legal controls. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I did put out a poll in the community tab. And yeah, you know, if you are subscribed and you got me on all Check out your damn feed on YouTube. I got the pe- I got a poll up. Now, I could pull it up in here and do it in the chat while I'm walking and while I'm doing the show, but I don't feel like doing it. I'm in the show. I'm reading this damn article. Get off my back. Shit. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I do what I want. Do what I want. Back to the story, though. At the party, Jordan introduced her to an unidentified actor who took her to his home in California where, over the course of a number of days, he made her have sex with him and another woman. I remember feeling scared out of my mind as my eyes rattled back and forth in my head from the drugs you had quite literally pushed into my mouth, the victim wrote in a statement cited by prosecutors. She goes on to say, You separated me from reality, and that made me question my self-worth, and long after this was all over, I still feel the shame and regret and self-doubt, she added. Oh, my gosh. 
Wow. Jordan also organized at least 11 sex parties between 2011 and 2014 in the United States and abroad, supplying prostitutes to a client for the encounters, prosecutors said. In his own submission, Jordan's attorneys blamed his troubled upbringing. Oh, boy. Got to pull that one out. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. He blamed his troubled upbringing that exposed him to sex and strip clubs at a young age for his criminal conduct, which isn't wrong because that usually does happen with pimps. And, um, you know, let me take a quick aside, a brief little side road. When I used to read the story by Iceberg Slim called Pimp, the story of my life, and this was long before the game, long before Rolo Tomasi or a motherfucking um rouge v ever came out long before all of that shit the pimp story of my life iceberg slam right in the book this was how the character in the story iceberg was brought to this this brutal nasty underworld so what i'm trying to tell you here as a brother of the philosophy is a man that taken the 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 crimson capsule, you know, the one that took the pill of truth, that this type of thing happens to not only women, not only, you know, those that are being trafficked and the little girls. And that's not cool either, man. I mean, I have a daughter, you know, that 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 woman was somebody's daughter. I get it, you know. And 18, eh, you just crossed the threshold into adulthood legally. But then again, your mind kind of ain't right. And I do understand that the brain fully forms and develops at around at an average of 25. So this wasn't right, you know? And um, back to the story, though. He pled guilty. He pleaded guilty in September for to conspiracy to violate the Man Act, which criminalizes the transportation of any woman or girl for the purpose of prostitution. And this is crazy because it's called the Man Act. Like what? I take issue to that. I take issue to that. Back to the story. Judge John Cronin handed down the sentence Thursday telling Jordan he would have imposed a harsher sentence. <laughs> Excuse me. He would have imposed a harsher sentence had he been allowed to. Excuse me here. Got a cough. Sorry about that, fellas, listeners, you know, I'm back. Back to the story, though. For years, the defendant operated and profited from an extensive prostitution business that catered to wealthy men and was predicated on the exploitation of young women. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said in a statement after Thursday, but wait a minute, um, uh, 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 Damian Williams, hold up. What about the exploitation of the men in there? You know, um, what about, you know, you know, kind of making this language gender neutral, right? We all are egalitarians, equal protection under the law and all that, I see. What you should have said, motherfuckers, is for years, the defendant operated and profited from an extensive prostitution business that catered to wealthy men and women or wealthy adults or wealthy people 
and was predicated on the exploitation of young people. You know, you could have just went there. You know what I'm saying? Times are changing, brother. But you got to have vision. See what I'm saying? You got to have vision. You know? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Let me hop on back on into these chats and see what's up. All right. All right, nobody's saying nothing. Okay, okay, so I guess it's cool to go to the next story. All right, let me see what we got, at, what else we got in this bag of crap that I have. Um. Oh, yeah, while that's going on, though, and while I look for the next shit, this is where I got that, Um. this is where I got that pimp scene from. It's only about less than seven minutes, so check it out. Rebel Jack. Go on. It's the best. Just came to me, you know. I said to her, I said, "Where's the dope, man?" And she said to me, "Well, I, 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 I
And the action's gonna get scarce, and the turf is gonna get hard. What are you saying, Bill? Now, we've seen these times before. Never so heavy as now. Well, I don't see any other way other than to ride it out. There is a way. We organize. Each of us gets his own turf. That way you can cool all those strange freelance bitches. And when the heat comes down, all you do is cool it for a while. Meanwhile, business is still going on elsewhere. Dig, which takes care of you. The Johns don't panic. And we don't jam up on each other. How's it sit with you, Cyrus? I'm with you, Bill. Top. Yeah. Milky Way. Captain Kangaroo Pimp. Sugar. <laughs> Sugar. Sweet. Bela. <sighs> yeah. Really? Uh-oh. I can dig it. The idea's fine. But one thing. Who's gonna do the dividing? Willie. Willie. The organization votes. Man. I thought we was all capitalists. Free enterprise, mm -hmm. you dig? Now, this organization would kind of close that off. I mean, in all respect to your idea, Bell. Some dudes got big stables. Does that mean they get more turf? The organization will see that everyone is satisfied. Then there's another problem. My bitches. You saying you can't control your bitches? What I'm saying <laughs> is they deserve any area they can control. Well, I respect yeah. your ambition, Willie, but you got to have vision. Vision. Yeah. Mm. Now, I run every kind of bitch, every kind of place, and I know one thing. When it comes down on you, you either collectivize or you run like a solitary rat. Maybe. Let me lay it on you, Willie. Alone, you always gonna have to take the risk. Your bitches will be pulled. The man will never put his hand in. You'll be crowded and jammed up from every turn. <laughs> I like the competition. And I can deal with any heat. Also, you dig, the bitches I run are selected to win. I mean, I'm controlling some tough, aggressive, mean-looking animals. Now, can I tell them that they can only run in one part of the jungle? I got split. Yeah, man. <laughs> Y'all like that? <laughs> So yeah, man, that that um that was from the movie Willie Dynamite. And um the guy that does play the title character, he's um he was a Sesame Street character. He was Gordon, I I believe. 
And um, he's been on that show for years. And to think that he had played a pimp, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He played a P and that was kind of crazy. And then, spoiler alert, you know, he gets jammed up and, you know, they start knocking him for all his shit and all his hoes at the end. And so, you know, the pimp game, it's all, it's fun and it's chill, you know, from afar as you do, or shit, if you are going through it and are in the life or in the game, you know, it's all fun and games until somebody gets knocked, baby. But uh, that scene that I showed you, had another a dual purpose i didn't show it just for humor but i also showed it for educational purposes into how governments are ran and how business is ran you know this is a a, a collection of pimps a um a, a council of pimps if you will and they're getting a taste of how uh voting works democracy you do see it here. Um, and you get also a taste of how capitalism works. You know what I'm saying? How capitalism um, is, is, is done. And uh, the, the capitalists in the room, you could tell it was Willie Dynamite, you know? Um, everybody was voting and all of this mess that the, uh, the, the, the so-called pimp daddy in there, uh, Bale, the one that has that you got to have vision. That guy, that dude, he, he he seemed to have been the speaker of the house, as it were. And so everybody voted, but Willie took issue to it because it 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 had a hindrance, an extra hindrance, along with the cops. It had an extra hindrance when you got this organizational vote. And he brought up a good point when he says, if a guy has the biggest stables, you know, does he have the most chicks? Is that what he said? I think in the, in the film, I don't, I don't know. but that right there tells you that, you know, this is how government is ran and how districts are formed in every state. And then it goes into the capitalism versus collectivization, whereas the uh, whereas Bill was like, we got to collectivize a run like some solitary rat. That motherfucker, right? He was about collectivization, whereas Willie loved the competition, which is what capitalism brings. It's not the best system, but it's the closest thing to meritocracy as there is. You know what I'm saying? And I thought I'd show that to you. Right after I was showing you the uh, the Hollywood pimp and uh, Andrew Tate and all of that. See, now nowadays you add technology into it. And when you, once you add that into the mix, things start to getting a little different. But, you know, they're starting to get hemmed up more so than ever for for um, for. Um, uh, child trafficking and shit like that And I'm not cool with that type of shit Like everyone else I ain't cool with it either I don't like that You know That could be somebody's daughter or son That's not cool Yes, sons They do that shit too You know, these 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 gangs And the no-go zones in Europe You've heard about it I'm gonna tell it, boy I'm gonna tell it And um, not cool And that's why I'd asked you in the poll you know, what do you think about decriminalizing, you know, brothels and shit like that, you know, nationwide, 
and yeah, I'm for it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not a problem. You know, I'm more or less, uh, I got the libertarian spirit more or less like that, you know, kind of a limited role of government type of a fella nowadays, because, um, and Seinfeld was not wrong when he did say that the government acts as, you know, the, an adult's parents in America. And, um, I do see that. I do kind of understand that. Um, they're there for the purpose of safety. I, I get it. But then again, you know, uh, to loosely quote Ben Franklin, one of the founding fathers, y'all, that those who sacrifice liberty for a little bit of security deserve neither. Basically what he said. I was just paraphrasing there. So my the bigger point is this, you know, um, I'm for do what you want so long as you don't hurt anybody, any kids, anyone vulnerable. But then again, here's the anything, anyone vulnerable thing. Like who gets to decide what's vulnerable, what's not? Are um, women more vulnerable than men or are men and boys more vulnerable than women? I, I would say it's an equal number there. Maybe that's the egalitarian in me. All right. Speaking of egalitarianism, there is that pesky ass state of the union that happened earlier. And, um, you know, re Republicans were talking about that they were boycotting it. And I can understand boycotting it. And you know what's really whack? Ever since this fool got in office, the state of the union used to be held on inauguration day on the 20th of January or um, the first Monday after, you know, if, if let's just say if inauguration day, which is January 20th, falls on a weekend. You know, um, when did this shit start? And and you know what's really crazy for a motherfucker like this, for a fool like this guy here, he ain't no brain, ain't no top of the head, he ain't got nothing, bruh. You know, for a guy like this, man, he gets into this game and he starts changing up shit needlessly. You know? We had the lockdowns of the you know what. We had the um, you know, this bullshit in Ukraine, and now the looming possibility of World War III in this motherfucker. I don't mean to get off into the politics weeds and everything, but this is kind of bullshit. This is fucked up. And then this motherfucker kept saying, finish the job this, finish the job that. Now, I'm not going to read the article, but... You know, I'm going to show you, you know, or I'm going to let you know what I don't I didn't like about it. Yeah, I listened to it. It was short and sweet to the point. I will give you that, you know, but, you know, the way that they interrupted his speech. Oh, they went more ham on his ass. The Republicans went more ham on him than they that one dude went ham on Obama. What was his name? Joe Wilson, I think it was. I don't know. But uh. That guy, <laughs> shit, he, he was like, you lie in the middle of Obama's speech. And then, you know, uh, Pelosi does a fucking childish act of tearing up the speech, you know, right behind him. And, you know, and then this shit where, you know, the Republicans have had heckled the hell out of this shit. See, when the speech was going on, they were all like... And he thought, and Biden thought he was murking him. He thought he had some some quips up his sleeve, and 
He was always, you know, saying he, he, the one other thing that stuck out in his speech was finish the job. And he was all in, 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 in most of that damn speech. He was claiming credit for shit he did not do. You know, he was claiming, you know, credit for shit he didn't do. You know, whether it was the energy type of a thing, inflation, which he doesn't really much have a control over. But you can kind of say he does uh, because the feds on top of that. And if you looked at, you know, history with the fed and that that's another show altogether the federal reserve right had paul volker in and this was back when i was born man i don't know i i I guess it was either in the carter or was it the ford or was it the reagan administration either way volker was in and he raised interest rates high enough over the inflation rate excuse me Mm, coughed a bit. And when he did that, when he did that, now it it drove the country into a bit of a, a recession, of course, yes, but it tamed inflation. And nowadays you got, you know, um, you know, where I don't know whether it was Greenspan or, or Ben Bernanke, you know, Fed chairs that, um, you know, threw this whole economy into a fucking tailspin back in 08, 09, um, you know, making it tough for people to get it into work. But nowadays you got this one, you know, and that's uh, uh, Powell, Jerome Powell in there. And then Janet Yellen, oh, the, the, that Gertrude, oh my gosh, man, that, that damn Gertrude that, you, you know, excuse me, you know what I mean when I, when I'm, when I'm talking about Gertrude, right? Right here, right here, right there. In the Karen scale, she is 65 years plus. That bitch is a maniac. You know what? The fucking treasure secretary looks just like this chick. She's what's running this. She is definitely what's running this shit. And Jerome Powell is pretty much playing with inflation, talking about soft landing and transitory inflation and when it really ain't when it really freaking ain't you know what i'm saying and then you got this other bullshit where you know he's raising it a quarter of a percent a half of a percent you know like a large amount of a percent you know he doesn't usually go over 50 percent i mean 0.50 and and they're talking about just raising it Parts of a percent, whereas Paul Volcker raised it, you know, by numbers. And I mean, like, see, inflation was like, what, I'd say 14%? And Volcker raised the interest rates. Wait a minute. The um, inflation was, what, 7 I don't know. But he raised it double, basically double the inflation rate. The interest rates he raised basically over or at least double what the fucking inflation rate was, you know? But, you know, you got this current Fed chair in and he's just playing with it, knowing he can't do it. And you're seeing manipulation with energy out there in the markets. I do my investing. You know what I'm saying? I try to stack the money up, try to stack that fuck you money up. And this some bitch messing with the energy, you know, it's being manipulated right along with gold, 
right along with silver. I mean, it's like when gold goes up, the value of the dollar goes down. And when the value of the dollar goes up, gold goes down. And that's that's some strange and wicky shit. But that's how you know that, you know, our shit, our dollars backed by bullshit and lies. Basically, fluff and hot air, you know. And y'all stay tuned in to this shit, you know. So there's that guy. Rip that fucker. And then we got, um, what's his name? Uh, Uncle Festa. You know, I got to put him up here. No, it's very big I don't give a damn because I know what it is. Because Cookie Monster knows what this is. Look at Cookie. He knows what the fuck this is. So, yeah, man. Fetterman. Um, Wow. I guess it was a stroke. And this is coming from the great Satan, the New York Times. <laughs> Fetterman, recovering after stroke, labors to adjust to life in the Senate. Why'd y'all vote for that man? Oh, my goodness. Look at this poor guy. Oh, oh man. I, I, I don't really have a lot of smoke for this guy. I mean... Except for the simple fact that the guy does look like Uncle Fester sometimes. So the story says that Senator John Fetterman's desk in the Senate chamber, there is a newly installed monitor that rises or lowers depending on whether he sits or stands and provides closed captioning so he can follow the proceedings. At the ender, at the center dice, a custom desk stand has been built to accommodate the same technology for when he takes his shifts providing presiding over the Senate. Which is freaking weird, man. Ugh. The sergeant-at-arms has arranged for live audio to text transcription for the committees on which Mr. Fetterman serves and plans to expand the service to all Senate hearings. Mr. Fetterman, 53 years old, the six-foot-eight, wow, tattooed and goateed Democrat from Pennsylvania who suffered a near fatal stroke last May and went on to win one of the most competitive seats in November's midterm elections was never going to blend in seamlessly in the marbled corridor corridors in Congress. But his adjustment to serving in the Senate has been made vastly more difficult by the strains by the strains of his recovery, which left him with a physical impairment and serious mental health challenges that have rendered the transition extraordinarily challenging, even with the accommodations that have been made to help him adapt. What you're supposed to do to recover from this is to do little as possible, said Adam Jenelson, his chief of staff. Instead, Mr. Fetterman was forced to do as much as possible. He had to get back to the campaign trail. It's hard to claw that back. But you got to understand, you sent in a man that has health issues and you're putting him in one of the most highly stressful jobs on the planet, in, in, no, in America, if not the planet Earth. What if this fool runs for president? That's going to be some bullshit right there. Now, granted, FDR had polio. Complications due to polio. And, hey, the motherfucker was able to hide that shit pretty good, let me tell you. And, you know, he, he lived quite a life and, and died early, later on after that. 
but you know we may have to do a better screening of who could run in to the senate you know we need a constitutional constitutional amendment for this type of shit yo you know and i get it yeah um you know uh reagan was popped you know what i'm saying by by um hinkley you know during his uh during uh, Reagan's presidency and uh, he lost um, part of his um, function because he was uh, succumbing to Alzheimer's. The president had Alzheimer's while he was in office and he did quite a job. I mean, Reaganomics wasn't all that great either. I mean, come on. But yeah, man, there needs to be careful screening of who we let into office health-wise because this is a very stressful job, you know? I mean, it's like, it, I mean, look, every other job has that one question where, you know, do you need a reasonable accommodation and shit like that? You know, now it's not to be an ableist and discriminate against people that are disabled or anything like that, but if the job it can directly affect your mental well-being and your uh cardio if it has something to do with your heart and your mind brother you know you may want to consider some other line of work see now that was some fucked up shit now back to fucked up shit i got another story i want to you know lay in on y'all real quick i don't know did i have that up there let me see here yeah, I got Cookie. He knows what it is. <laughs> and I got um, another thing, too. Uh, it's uh, in reference to, yeah, it, this is a really sad story. So if you guys are, you know, flipping from here, if you're, you know, going to another um, live stream or if you got better things to do or if you just got me on, um, you know, um, listening or podcast or whatnot you know it's okay to you know skip from this but this is something that's um really that really you know pulled and tugged at my heartstrings and it, it it's it messed me up i got in this story at the beginning of the year i was gonna cover it in another bucket but i wasn't you know i don't like to cover stories like this because um you know, my story, you know, I mean, of course, the show is about having fun, letting loose and speaking the red pill and even the black pill truth. But this is a black pill truth, guys. You know, boy's life, man's life, a male's life in this world ain't worth a fuck. We're disposable, man. I hate that shit. I really do. So four boys who died after falling through ice on Solihull, Solihull Lake are named. I guess that's how it's pronounced. Brothers Finley and Samuel Butler and their cousin Thomas Stewart and Jack Johnson died after their incident on Sunday. Now, these could have been boys that went to school with each other. Oh, my gosh, man. This is hurtful. The four children who died after falling through ice into a lake have been named as brothers Finley and Samuel Butler and the cousin Thomas Stewart and Jack Johnson. Four boys were pulled from the freezing Babs Mill Lake in cardiac arrest on Sunday and taken to hospital where eight-year-old Finley, 11-year-old Thomas, and 10-year-old Jack died a short time later. Oh, man. Six-year-old Samuel was left fighting for his life. 
but police confirmed he died on Wednesday. Oh, no, man. Oh, no. In a statement, the family of Finley, Samuel and Thomas said, we're devastated at the loss of our beautiful boys, Tom, Finn, and Sam. In such tragic circumstances, we would like to thank the emergency service for all they did in rescuing the boys and to the community for their support. It has been overwhelming. We'd like to pass on our condolences to Jack's family at this very sad time and ask for privacy from the media to begin to grieve. And they do deserve that, you know. And uh, as for me and myself, I would like to take four seconds of silence for those four boys. There you go. Oh, man. That, those poor boys. Um, you know, uh, hey, Almighty was here. What's up? <laughs> and he says, smoke them if you got them. Yeah, Benjamin. Um, I know you feel it, bro. It's this is that that's an issue that that's near and dear to my heart. I mean, these boys didn't even see their teenage years. They were in their pretty much in their formative years in in grade school, elementary school, grammar school, whatever you call it. And we're trying to, you know, no, weren't even trying, just being kids. And they they're playing and you know and and that yeah the the responsibility and accountability should pretty much be on the parents, but then again, you know, how are the parents to know, you know? Um yeah, man, this shit just comes at you from all sorts of angles, my man, and that shit oh man, it gets to me right here in the heart, you know. You know, I mean, it's one thing for you to, you know, see us men as, you know, disposable, you know, but our boys like this, you got to take care of them. You got to nourish them, you know, in a world gone mad, you know, I don't know, man, it, it could be a World War Three, you know, and I'll talk about World War Three. As a matter of fact, right now, I'll talk about World War Three, but before I get into that, you know, if you have children, and yes, little girls, and yeah, I have a daughter, and um, little boys as well, your children, do take great care of your children, man. Supervise them. Raise your children. Don't let your children raise you. Now, you are a parent first. Friend last. <laughs> And be there for them, cause ain't nobody gonna be there for them like the, 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 ain't nobody gonna be there for them like anyone else but you, parents. And they need both mother and father for this shit to be done right. This single mother garbage is wrong too. I've been raised in a single mother household, and you know I'm feeling the effects and shocks by it. But um, enough of me, you know, boys like that with such promise taken from our earth before their time, you know? Well, who's to say who's time? I mean, if you believe in, if you are, you know, more on a spiritual course, a lot of y'all would think that shit, it was there, uh, you know, the Lord called them home. And I understand that. But to keep that from happening 
do. And I know it is annoying. I mean, it's it's highly tempting to raise your kids with the smartphone and with the tablet and with the with the big screen. But do the legwork in being parents, all right? And that's what that is. And speaking of World War Three, you know, um, this shit is yeah, that is another thing, too, man. I feel like, yeah, it's it's like the 60s and 70s in many ways, in many, many ways, you know? There was the looming threat of the bomb, and then there was the 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 duck and cover, and you know, the you know, and all of these uh, social upheaval upheavals going on all over the country, the the riots and the and, and shit like that, just identical to the 60s. And and still just identical to the 60s, uh, our political our political apparatus has been hijacked by octogenarians, by geriatrics. Now, don't get it twisted now. I don't mean to be ageist, but they are not all there. Uh, not a lot of them are. Now, the only, you know, the only good point that I could bring up when electing such people is that they're experienced. Yes, they're wise, but here's the thing. A lot of them are career politicians anyway. They know the outs and the ins and the ins and the outs with lobbying, you know. You know, I mean, like the man said, you know, you might as well put all sorts of corporate logos on these politicians because shit, that, that's who is, that is who that is controlling them. That's what's controlling them. And they can't criticize them, you know. That's why they have one layer of, of protection of, of plausible deniability when they put up these press conference, um, you know, these press conferences and they have a press secretary to handle it. You know, that's one layer of plausible deniability. And second, the fact that they are, you know, it, it, the fact that, you know, these these lobbyists, these lobbying firms are holding their nuts and tits. They got them by the balls and tits, man. And not a damn thing these politicians to do about it. And then when you get a politician, right, that 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 runs and and legislates or and uh, governs, excuse me, governs as though, you know, the lobbyists can't tell them nothing. They want to snuff them out and get rid of them, just like they did with JFK, just like they did with Donald Trump. You know, the moment you are against the deep state, there's always some shit that happens to that person, you know, and I'm about tired of that. And then you got this bullshit with World War Three, where, you know, Putin over here, he's had his issues with the Crimean region, the Donbass region, you know, eastern Ukraine and whatnot. Hell, even Ukraine was a part of Russia at, well, a part of the Soviet Union at one time because it was a Soviet Republic. And then it went independent a little later. But, they, you know, they've been going back and forth at it, the Ukrainians and the Russians, for years. Is there a difference between the Ukrainian language and the Russian language? I don't know. But damn, you know, on the surface as an American, and for me looking at it, I kind of think that the motherfuckers are... Um, they're the same. Yeah, you're all rushing to me, really. <laughs> Shit. 
or maybe I'm wrong. There, I guess there's a difference. All right. Okay, I get it. But um, this shit is affecting our markets. You already see the gas prices going up, the food prices going up, and you can tell that the, this current administration is papering up and, and memory holding the whole thing. They think you're stupid, and then they want to fucking insult your intelligence. Well, I say this. Vote, for, vote with your dollars while you still have them. Vote with your dollars while you still have them. Stock up, prep up, get your fuck you money stacked up. And for you passport bros that want to be passport bros, go ahead and get your passport and vacate from this bullshit. You know what I mean? Because I know what it is. And Cookie Monster knows what this is, man. Right, right. And, um, you know, I want to get on some more little, you know, little politics. And and then I'll get out of that way, you know. There's a few things in here that, you know, I would like to put on. And then I'll hit y'all with some of that old booger nose MGTOW funk that I be on half the time. And then I also, um, you know, uh, introduce to you my show, you know, my show, my jam, them things, them things that make you go. Uh, psyche soap and that's the real killer you know what i'm saying it's junk food but be careful man parental discretion's highly advised when you go to that now now off of that world war three thing on to mr man um uh, floater man right that's what i call him floater man mr desantis here floater man so it's saying here that He's accused of massive capitulation to Disney over Reedy Creek. Now, y'all got to watch out now for this fella because, you know, I've been seeing a lot lately with you Republicans. Lately. Not a lot of y'all are holding your damn ground. You know, a lot of y'all want to just, you know, act like a lot of y'all basically act like you're controlled opposition. And that's the last thing we need in a society like this. You know, y'all are leaders of the free world. And to know that you're corrupt and you've been corrupt, come on, that's a given now. But laws should change. And you know they're not going to change it. You know, it's like a person with an addiction, knowing that it's destroying them, an addiction to food, let's just say. You know, you know it's destroying them. and You know it's affecting their health. You know it's made them fat. But they don't want to do the steps that it takes to lose that weight and to get healthy again. The only time they decide to want to do it is when pain comes around. But don't let a mushroom cloud come around before you decide to get straight, motherfucker. All right. So, yeah, I'm back on my story here. I'm going to get on that shit. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been accused of committing a massive capitulation by conservatives as he looks to limit Disney's special status in Florida law as part of an ongoing row with the company. Row with the company. A new bill introduced to the Florida state legislature on this past Monday hopes to limit the control the company is able to exert through Reedy Creek Improvement District, a special government entity that oversees an area that has effectively been managed by the company for half a century and is home to Disney World Resort. Now, the bill would give DeSantis the ability to appoint five board members who run the district who must be confirmed by state senators. It also bars those who have worked for Disney within three years or their relatives from becoming board members. 
Now, I would say those who had worked for Disney ever, because, yo, you could have worked for Disney for four years, let's just say, and you get on said committee of senators, and then you start to doing what the, what the lobbyists are doing with our national government. That ain't cool. DeSantis, what the hell? I guess that was a compromise in this. Well, back to the story. Under current Florida law, Reedy Creek's administration is elected by local property owners, the vast majority being Disney and its subsidiaries, and provides municipal services for the area such as water, sewage, and emergency services in the same way a local authority might. It gives the company unrivaled local powers, including eminent domain, the ability to requisition private property for public use, which was, you know, which was... Um, alive and well when the when our interstate roads were being developed you know what i mean and then speaking of which you know there's some type of a sneaky imminent domain happening i'm gonna jump off topic real quick with uh bill gates and he's buying up all sorts of farmland bro and i'm starting to think and um i'm led to believe that a lot of these food processing companies are being destroyed on his word so that he can buy him up and own the whole infrastructure, getting us to eat the bugs and shit. But no, fuck that. Buy local farmers markets, brother, uh, local meat markets. Thank goodness I'm in a state where there's a lot of ranchers and there's a, a, um, a cattle auction, cattle and horse auctions here. So that's a good thing for me here. Now, back to the story. Back to uh, Ron DeSantis, though. The fresh legislation is the latest move in a clash between the entertainment giant and Florida man. Last year, he signed a law that would have dissolved the special entity in response to public criticism from Disney about another law limiting teaching about gender identity in Florida elementary schools. And you know what? He signed that law in much respect to him. You know, if you're going to do that bullshit and this, you know, the LGBTQ, I'm going to take a quick aside one more time. I, I know I've been a tangent machine all stream, but one more thing about that law, though, if. You know, you're if you're in your teenage years and you feel like I mean, you're a female and you feel like you a man and whatnot and all of that, and you want to go into surgery and whatnot, save that shit for your adult years, baby. Just be a plain vanilla LGBT, you know? Just do your thing. Date who you date. But but do remember that when your ass, until your ass get grown, you do not get such fucking permissions. Keep it out of the fucking, yo, California should be on this, bro. This shouldn't be a controversial issue. But instead, it fucking is. It's stupid, bro. You know? And that's what it is. This, this is a reflection of what our country became. You know? We're coddling mental illness. You're not treating it. You're coddling it. You're giving it the same status as one would with their cultural. You're giving it a cultural identity. It ain't gender identity. It's a cultural fucking thing. And yes, I do understand, LGBTQ, they have, plus, 
they have, you can't forget the plus, right? They have some sort of a culture. They do have a culture. And there's a team culture out there. And this is where it gets into a hell of a gray area. And so, no, man, until your ass is grown, don't you go talking about no post-op, none of that shit. Until then, you just, you know, gay, lesbian, or bi. Damn, can you just be that and shut the fuck up? Anyway, back to the story. And this is, you know, Florida man versus Disney. I know I took a side road. Florida is dissolving the corporate kingdom. The corporate kingdom, I like that. And beginning a new era of accountability and transparency, Brian Griffin, DeSantis's press secretary, told Bloomberg, noting that the established legislation gifted extraordinary special privileges to a single corporation. And yeah, that's what had happened. Disney was getting over both in California and in Florida. But in Florida, you got to understand, you got, you know, even though Disney turned woke, uh, Florida going to make damn show. I mean, Florida's made up of some Republicans and it can turn red on your ass here in a minute. Example, Florida man. And they looking at him, y'all. I think he can get Trump. I think he can beat Trump. But then again, I, I also want to say this too, that, you know, given the situation with DeSantis, I think I see the uh, the capitulation where they, uh, where he is proposing legislation where a special committee from the Senate that hasn't worked for Disney in three years, he, yeah, he did capitulate, if you're talking about that. You know, he was looking, because you never know, somebody from Disney might have a better point of view of how things go on. But I would say, let half of them be Disney workers and half of them don't be Disney workers. You know what I'm saying? You know? And yes, let them, Yeah, of course, I like the fact that, you know, he added in that they shouldn't be Disney workers for three years or more. Let that be half of that committee, but the other half of the committee never worked or funded Disney ever in their life, unless it's the casual viewing a Disney movie or buying a Disney licensed product like a toy or a movie or something. So back to the article. So basically, Woke Disney gets to keep nearly it's nearly tax free, regulation free status, but with a different board. Anthony Sabatini, a former Republican member of the Florida House of Representatives, tweeted. What a massive capitulation that is. Huge win for woke Disney. Big loss for conservatives. <clears throat> Look, conservatives. You know, y'all too have been cancel culture for quite some time. And you know, I tell it to the hot, I tell it to the cold, I tell it to the woke ass, weak, dodging and flodging ass, woke liberals, as well as you conservative trad cuck trad thought motherfuckers too i give you both what you need to have and that's some accountability look he was trying to i can kind of see how he was trying to negotiate it but how i would have approached that same law is like this let half of them not have worked for disney in three years or more but half of them be you know never worked for disney ever never worked for or you know Never worked for Disney ever. Something like that. That would be fair enough. So back to the story. Alex Bruce Brucewitz, a 
conservative political strategist wrote, so DeSantis big DeSantis's big stand against woke Disney amounts to changing the name of Reedy Creek and DeSantis gets to appoint some of his donors to the board, but Disney gets to keep its nearly tax-free regulation free status. Newsweek which had gotten this article, they reached out to DeSantis's office for comment. And um, the proposed legislation would rename Reedy Creek as the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, but states that the new entity will maintain the old one's debt obligations in its outstanding bonds, more than $1.1 billion, and its ability to collect taxes from the area it oversees. Over uh, uh, Now, back into the story here. According to an analysis conducted on behalf of the Florida House, Florida House State Affairs Committee, the bill maintains the current tax exempt status of property of the district and bonds issued by the district. The 1967 law that created the district meant that up until now, Disney was effectively able to collect its own taxes on its resort, which are then used to pay for infrastructure and taxes to the county counties it is located within. The district was also able to unilaterally claim land from surrounding areas. Hmm. Disney noted in a statement on Monday that DeSantis had previously said that the new legislation would result in Disney paying more than $700 billion in debt. Wow. The new bill, which is likely to pass the Republican-heavy state legislature before landing on DeSantis's desk, would fix the boundaries of the district, preventing potential land grabs, but would allow it to continue to adopt its own planning and safety codes, provided they are similar or more stringent than those in the rest of Florida. It would also remove some of the quirks of the 1960s legislation, such as the provision for Disney to be allowed to build a nuclear fission power plant, hmm. a power it has not exercised, as well as operate an airport and certain types of recreational facilities, such as stadia and convention halls, which is not good in my opinion. Come on, DeSantis, you could have did a better job than that. <laughs> In a statement issued following the introduction of the new bill, Jeff Valley, I think that's how it's pronounced, or Vale, Jeff Vale or Valley, president of Walt Disney World Resort, said that the company was monitoring the progression of draft legislation. Disney works under a number of different models and jurisdictions around the world. And regardless of the outcome, we remain committed to providing the highest quality experience for millions of guests who visit each year. He said. Now, bro, what I think about that is that yo, DeSantis should have went a little harder on that. I know he's trying to pull back a little bit because his battle with Disney within you know Florida's legislature has been the battle. That's been his battle, you know. And uh when he gets his ass in the oven, I'm not saying if, I say when. But here's the thing, Trump, you know, maybe he's learned his lesson from those four years. You know, Operation Warp Speed was not a good idea, bruh. You know, he set the uh, controls for what we now see as the pandemic lockdowns. You know, we were locked down and his administration was in office, by the way. <laughs> and yeah. Trump's been known to cuck out a few times. And there's another thing, too. A lot of his people sold out on him. And, and like I had mentioned in, a, in one of the other shows, is that some of his people 
tend to be a revolving door. He has them on, fires them, has them on, fires them, and shit like that. Motherfucker, this ain't the apprentice. But back to DeSantis, though. I mean, I got high hopes for the guy, you know. I mean, the one that seemed, the, the, the people that seem to have the most sanity, but I don't think, yo, 2024, it is quite a ways away. It's a long way from now. The next president and legislature and shit like that, we won't be seeing that for another two years. Two years, you know? And in, a, in an election, about a year and some change from this recording anyway, and, um, you know, and for those that can't vote, vote with your dollars. But uh, why you can? Because, yo, central bank digital currency is on its way. Here's a little uh, conspiracy theory that I might want to posit to y'all. I mean, check it. The, the, the central bank digital currency thing, you know what I'm saying? It, it is kind of whack, <laughs> you know, with the... Um, with the situation having to deal with, uh, uh, yeah, uh, of it being the new currency for America. I mean, if you really look at it anyway, 90% of the money we have out here anyway is, is digital cash. It's digital. It's in your bank accounts. It gets direct deposited. You know, very few of you nowadays are issuing out checks. In my opinion, I don't like that. I do like direct depositing. In fact, I do like it when accounts, those those types of accounts that give you your, your paycheck a little earlier. But, you know, I'm in a credit union, so I really don't get to enjoy that benefit anymore. <laughs> but it would be cool, you know. But uh, this central bank digital currency thing, this is, this is where they get to turn off your money. Your money's turned off. Bye-bye. You go to buy you some pew-pews, or if you go to buy you some prepper food, or if you go to buy some real meat, a real steak or something, you know? Some Wagyu beef or whatever, you know? And then, you know, you go and check it out at the self-checkout and whatnot, and then the, the, then the purchase is fucking rejected from you. That's not cool. I mean, you, 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 you're then told that the money that your hard earned money that you did work for got turned into central bank digital currency and you cannot spend not one damn dime because the government tell, told you that those are one of the sensitive items, excuse me, one of the sensitive items that you cannot buy, you know, and that's some bullshit. I don't like that. So be on the lookout for that. They are piloting central bank digital currency right now. It's like FedCoin. It's Bitcoin, except for the Fed owns it. And you know what? Here's my conspiracy theory. I didn't tell you. My conspiracy theory would be that Bitcoin is, is central bank digital currency. You remember that FTX situation with SBF and all of that? They finna grill his ass. I hope he doesn't get Epstein. They might use this situation to hijack Bitcoin for what it's worth, even though we still have yet to find who the hell the um, the, the the creator of Bitcoin was. We're still hard pressed to find who the 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 inventor of Bitcoin was, you know, and it's being widely accepted and it has uh, asset speculatory value. 
you see it that it you see how it's trading and currently at the time of this writing or at the time of this podcast you know that bitcoin is now hovering around 19,000 22,000 somewhere in there and um get get as much as bitcoin as you do like but don't try to think that that shit'll make you rich cuz pretty soon who knows the government might hijack that and and turn your money off and um closely even more get even more e evasive invasive into your spending habits and that's bullshit government being my parents you better fuck off all right all right so that was that was my thing there um i had a lot of articles to do but I'm nearing the two-hour mark, so I'm going to hit you with some of that good old-fashioned MGTOW funk, baby. Mm. No, it's very big fellow. Yeah, man. There's been some shit out there that... Some crazy shit out there. But before I get on down to it, don't your ass go away. I'm going to put on a little break, and then I'm going to come right back to you. I got to, uh, you know... Get my sinuses right because shit, I'm coming down from you know the cold and flu season. But don't you leave if you leave this chat. If you leave chat, you are faking gay. All right, here's the breakdown, bro. Please, I'm gonna buy some lucha gitmo. You're not hungry. The fuck you mean you ain't hungry? Don't look at me all stupid, you pimple-faced bastard. You and that old geese with a forehead and that ugly bitch in the back. I got an idea. Get your motherfucking ass up, fuck the fuck out, and go take a motherfucking lunch, bitch! Now make sure you eat some of my panda cheese, ho. Hey, hey, fix my shit. There you go. No, love me. Oh, you don't feel well, huh? You sitting your punk ass up looking at this TV. You don't feel well. Uh -oh. oh, I'm sorry, nurse. How you doing? How you doing, ugly ass? Anyway, you drunk the oranges. You feel well, but you don't feel good, right? So, uh, you don't feel good watching this motherfucking TV. This TV, not affect fuck your life. Don't look scared, you better go get the motherfucking doctor right now. Fix my shit. What the hell do you mean to order can without cheese? What the fuck you just said to me? Matter of fact, we gonna put some zing to this motherfucking burrito. Put some zing on this bitch, that's, yeah, that's how I feel right now. Eh, fuck this nigga. We gonna fry this bitch right now. We gonna just rock. Now put this motherfucker in the frying pan and watch that bitch rock. Oh, you got too much already, huh? With an open box of fruit loose in your damn car, you can't get your big head ass son under my panda cheese? Bitch, you got your damn forehead? Oh, you must be a swallow your ass pair of fruit loose because that's the last one you gonna eat. Fuck your groceries, your ketchup, your mustard, your mayonnaise, your bread, your spaghetti, all that shit. Fuck your groceries. Fuck your groceries, bitch! Fuck your groceries! 
So we meet again, motherfucker. I dare you to tell your big head ass son no. One. One. Matter of fact, you owe me one. You better get another one before I bust your ass. Stop looking, man. You gonna push us? Yeah, yeah. Get one more. That's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna proud of y'all. Matter of fact, I'm gonna watch the register. Just so y'all know y'all getting the shit. If you don't get it, I'm gonna fuck you up. Hey, yo, that panda crazy as fuck, man. Had, had the Dragon Ball Z thing going on and all that mess. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, man. So I'm going to hit y'all with some of that good old-fashioned MGTOW funk. Is you ready, baby? Is you ready? Let me see. What are we going to start with first? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Where am I going to start? Oh boy. Women. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about that. Why you make down always talk about women? I thought you were minding your own business. Mm. No steady big fellow. Oh. So a woman defends her affair because their love is real in scare quotes. Real. And says wanting to cheat is a good enough reason to do so. The fuck? <clears throat> All right. So the story goes to say, affairs are a typically touchy subject. No matter what you do, somebody is bound to get hurt in situations like these. However, one woman ugh, is fighting back against the haters ugh, and defending her affair by saying that their love is real. <clears throat> Chelsea. Mm. Why does it always got to be a bitch named Chelsea? Mm. Mm. Light my shit up. There we go. Chelsea runs a TikTok and several other social media accounts titled Theo and the Wife or The Other Woman and the Wife as she titles her Facebook page. What? Now, this goes on to say her social media is largely dedicated to challenging how viewers think about affairs. In an introduction for her followers, Chelsea calls herself an affair apologist? Boy, first entanglement, now this. Mm, no steady big fellow. Yeah, man, I don't understand that shit. An affair apologist and says that she created her account to foster a conversation that helps humanize the people who do human things like cheat. <laughs> I don't. I do not believe that there are any good excuses or reasons to cheat other than the reason I wanted to, Chelsea controversially states. I wanted to is a damn good reason, damn good enough reason to do just about anything. So Chelsea, sweetheart, let me get this shit straight. If you, you know, you have two shots or two glasses of wine or what have you, anything to get you up to the legal limit, right? And, you know, you're pulled over by a cop. You're slapped with a DUI. Are you going to tell the judge you wanted to? Are you going to tell them that shit <laughs> when you're going up before a judge? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> 
she explains that she has had an affair over 10 years ago and has since married her affair partner with whom she now shares three children. Now, Mr. Affair Partner of Chelsea's, um, if you ever make it to my irrelevant ass channel talking about your bullshit story, look, bruh, if she did that shit to, to her old man to get with you, what makes you think she won't do that shit to you? For real though, you saying that is different, but what the fuck is different if you did it only man you did it to me? However, viewers on the app have been divided over how they view Chelsea's relationship, more specifically how they view the beginning of her relationship. The account under username at Theo and the wife, Theo W and the wife, which is run mainly by the wife, details their affair story. According to the wife, Chelsea, the two met 10 years ago at work and quickly fell in love. Uh, one place I don't understand, bro. All while both being married. I guess this is the one she is having the affair with. Okay. Under another TikTok in which Chelsea defends her and her husband's actions by saying that their love is real regardless of how the relationship started, users bashed her stance, which they fucking should. Back to this. One commenter said, you're not capable of love when you're actively committing that level of betrayal against someone who loves and trusts you, which is correct. And then they go on to say, well, then another says, how you get them is how you lose them. Hey, yo. Right, right, right. I agree. Relationship experts. Also share these critical user stances. Of course they do. Oh, boy. In 2021, Mitzi Bachman, a New York City-based certified life and love coach, oh, God, told Your Tango, this publication, that one of the leading reasons not to have an affair is because your affair partner is most likely not your soulmate. I, I mean, damn, why would you even pursue the shit in the first place? But this is what the bitch says. You're sure that you finally found your soulmate and that you were totally justified in having this affair. But this, I'm afraid, is just an illusion, she wrote. What you're feeling right now is that initial excitement that everyone feels at the beginning of any relationship. <coughs> well, she's not wrong there, she goes on to say. With people who are having an affair, that transition never happens because there is no committed relationship, just two people who are meeting clandestinely having a relationship outside of marriage. Aight, aight. And according to David and Cindy Taylor, the co-authors of Affair Care, what? Caring for your marriage after an affair, Less than 10% of unfaithful spouses actually marry their partner. So that's not good, bro. According to the Taylors, about 75% of these marriages end in divorce. <coughs> what? What? Are you serious? That, that actually does happen? Like, what the fuck? Damn. Damn. 
Oh man. Oh man, that, that's a slap in the face, but it's the truth. And according to the Taylors, about 75% of those marriages do end in divorce. They're not wrong. Many pointed out that children can be hurt in the situation as well. True. To which Chelsea has an answer as well. I'd like to hear this bullshit. Some even shared their own experiences as children who found out about their parents' infidelity. I, for one, have had this situation happen to me too. I've caught both of my parents doing their shit, doing their dirt. But as it came to be, as it come to find out, and this is my life, this is Psyche Soap's life, as it came out, as it came out, right, that in years later, and I found out years later, that, you know, they already cheated on each other back in the times where they were already seeing other people back in the time where I was being born, you know? And that wasn't right either. What the See what I'm saying, you guys? Now back to this shit. Uh, one user wrote, I couldn't eat for a month after I found out about my partner's affair and I'm still dealing with the trauma three years later. Let's not. But according to Chelsea, it's not the affair that hurts the children, but rather the behavior of the adults involved. Um, no, man, that affair does hurt the children. Don't try to surgically cut that shit and, you know, turn our heads to focus on the justified behavior. And I put in, in, in quotation marks, justified behavior that you're espousing. See, females are quick to do that type of shit, you know, fellas. You know what it is. All right. Yeah, right on. And the story goes on to say, she argues that the children were most likely hurting before the affair. Okay, true. You don't think that those children were hurting prior to the inception of the affair? Chelsea asks. Still no fucking excuse, bitch. <laughs> Chelsea argues that affairs are nuanced and not black and white. Um, I think they fucking are. Hello? If you're feeling somebody, you better start working out the end of your motherfucking divorce. Get that straightened out. And then get with the, the, who, the, the who or whatever potential partner it is. This is bullshit. Back to this story. Oh, my goodness. More bullshit, if you could ever believe that, fellas. We can likely agree, all agree, that affairs exist in a moral gray area. Um, no, they don't. But Chelsea's account does give voice to a side often not heard in the, in the shame and guilt that surrounds infidelity. Okay, let me do, this, do it like this then. Let me take a sidestep out the story real quick and stay in topic. Uh... What if this was Charles going through it? What if it was Charles going through it and he put up the married men get lonely to excuse? Y'all would be, I would like to say more than half of y'all would be down his motherfucking ass with both feet. And you know what? He deserves it. So does she. And another TikTok anyway. Chelsea says that she doesn't care to discuss whether affairs are right or wrong. In my situation, it was definitely wrong. Oh, I'll say. She acknowledges, but says that 
is not the case for everyone. I've been greeted with too many women who are stuck in very, very dangerous situations to say that cheating is definitely wrong or definitely right. Instead, Chelsea says she's much more interested in unpacking why affairs happen. And in her defense, some viewers clearly are too. Several of her videos have comments from people who agree with Chelsea or at the very least are open to hearing her thoughts. People cheating is proof that we need to change the relationship paradigm. Our idea of them now is not working, writes one user. And in my opinion, in Psyche's opinion, they're not wrong. Let me get back into this. I'm polyamorous. Oh, gosh. I'm polyamorous. So although it isn't ethical, I can understand the desire ability to have multiple relationships, relates another user. Of course you understand <laughs> of course you understand the desire and availability i bet you uh, i bet you you was a you know i bet you you was a karen a becky or something and your ass was polyamorous and um they they are lionizing the shit out of you nowadays right because that's that's a part of the woke stack right <laughs> yeah we know that back to the story though and for others the idea that Chelsea could help someone struggling with guilt or shame over their affair justifies her videos. That doesn't justify shit. But back to this. A, co the, a commenter went on to say, you don't know who you're connecting with while sharing your experience. You never know who you may be helping, says another commenter. And they're kind of right. They're kind of right. They're kind of right on that. I mean, you never know who you affect. You know, it has a lot of fucking spillover. A little lightning round, shall we? We'll go into this next one. And um, this is about a woman confessing. A woman's confession about making mistakes with men. It's a very, it is a breath of fresh air. Okay, so from time to time, you will see a woman, you know, start to, you know, exude something rare that I see in a female, and that's accountability and reason. <laughs> so big up to the one who did this story. And the story says, the old, the old adage, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, is an adage because there's so much truth to it, especially when you do it on purpose. We love this video from TikToker, Shara uh, King, Shara King, I think. Because it's funny and relatable. You'll agree if you'll make the same dating mistakes over and over again. Now, in the video, let me see here. I might go ahead and show that. I think I got that clip right here. <laughs> this is fucked up. But uh, we'll go ahead and bust it up. Bust it up. Here it go. Here it is. Excited? I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to start gaslighting me? That's not what I said. Hmm? What the fuck? That I don't think that was it. What the fuck was that? Oh, well, anyway, that wasn't a related video. That was kind of stupid, man. My bad. Back to this shit. She says, I never make the same mistake twice. I usually make it three or four times just to be sure. What the fuck? Uh, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna totally rule that out because um, I, in, but not in the realm of 
uh, dating and relationships, nothing like that, but in everything else. Like, for instance, with this issue with uh, the police contact I be getting, you know, yeah, I do make the same mistake more than once, more than twice, shit. And um, now, man, it's 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 been pounded into my head, you know, and I really got to do better. But back to this story. There's nothing wrong with being certain and confident that you're making the right decision is there. Wink, wink, they say. <laughs> Excuse me. There were lots of LOL comments and laughing emojis. Commenters definitely agreed with her for the most part at um, some dude here said, just to be sure, always LOL. And then another one added, it's the scientific method. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you know, if you don't, at first you don't succeed, you try and try again. But then again, if you try the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, the fucking thing becomes insanity. <laughs> Others agreed that Shara is a stunner. Simply Botanical said, uh, a commenter said, girl, you are so much, oh man, I don't even want to get into that. I don't want to get into that shit. Basically, the bitch was admitting that, you know, she makes mistakes with men. But here's the thing, lady. If you're going to keep doing some shit like that, you know, you may want to, um, you know, tone it down a bit. You know, kind of like analyze, realize, use your front brain every now and again. Because I know you ladies got a back brain. You use it more often than not. And it causes you to do these crazy things, you know, like affairs or, you know, dating the wrong guy. Speaking of dating, man, I, I was on this one shit with Short Fat Otaku. I'm, I'm going to lightning round this a little bit because coming to the next part of the show, I mean, to the, you know, to near the end. But uh, I'm going to get into this. Check it out. It's um from some one of these dating roaches. You know what I'm saying? These life, life and love coaches, if you will. And it's been on YouTube. I don't want to copyright. So, you know, I'm going to throw up the fair use, damn it, because I'm going to give my commentary with it, you know? And, um, you know, we're going to see what the deal. So what's this? All right, there we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, I'm Courtney Ryan. And today we're playing a little game with a group of girls called Would You Rather. So what I do, I give them guy number one and guy number two. And each guy comes with some baggage or some things going on. Uh, and they have to choose which guy that they would rather date. So no more to say. Let's get into it and see which guy the girls pick. Guy number one who makes 200K, but he struggles with infidelity and will have one to two affairs during your life together. Or guy number two who makes 40K and is loyal. I'll do guy number two. Guy number one. <laughs> Sounds so bad. Yep, that told it. That told it all. <laughs> yep, look at her face. That told it all. <laughs> the 40 can is lawyer. loyal, obviously. Well, for me, obviously. Ooh, that is... Yeah, I know it's tough for your ass, Maddie. I know it's tough for your motherfucking ass. Yeah. See? See how they, they they thinking about it and shit? Keep going. That's an easy one. I guess I'll say the guy number two because I, I couldn't deal with infidelity no matter how much money you make. Loyal. I would choose $40,000 and loyal. Okay. Yes. Loyalty important to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely the guy who makes 40K and is loyal. Um, loyalty is super important and... 40k is not that bad so next one here is guy number one who is 50 pounds overweight and makes 120k 
or guy number two who is fit, nice arms, six-pack, great endurance, and makes 35K. You know what? Out of what I've seen from these females so far, I think, I think, man, they might end up picking guy number one. Right off the bat, they're going to pick guy number one. <laughs> because look, even though the motherfucker is, uh, you know, fat and ugly as ever and makes, you know, six figures, they are going to get with that motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? It's all about money. Ain't a damn thing funny. <laughs> but let me see if I'm wrong. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> guy number one. I'll take the first guy. Yeah, 35K. That's like McDonald's. So I'll go with number one. What? McDonald's money, bro? Did you know that they raised the, the minimum wage at those jobs now? They're making more than, you know, they're making more money than most people are in other businesses. In fact, they're making at least double the minimum wage. I would like to say here, even with the cost of living being as low as it is, motherfuckers is making, they're starting, starting people. Yes, they're starting at 15 an hour, but most are really starting at 17 here. And the state minimum wage, not to dox myself too much, but the state minimum wage here is still at $9. So that's not minimum wage anymore, bro. That's not minimum wage, really. I mean, come on, lady. What the fuck? That's damn near what? That's $17 an hour? And you hating on that? What if the motherfucker was an IT, you know, what if he was um, an IT specialist that worked from home and it was his, you know, shit, you know? And that's what he was making, you, you know, pretty respectable gig. You know what I mean? And, you know, he keeps himself fit. But you guys would rather fuck with the fat motherfucker making six figures. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keep going. For one. The fit one. Okay. I make enough money to support us both. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll say guy number She says that shit now. Yeah, lady says that shit now. But on and over time, you're going to be like that one chick. That 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 uh that that met that dude at work and, and and ended up having that affair with that motherfucker for about ten years, right? You ain't slick, motherfucker. Cookie Monster knows what this is, man. Cookie Monster knows what the fuck this is, man. Do not ask me why I say Cookie Monster knows what this is. Just you just better know it that Cookie Monster knows what the fuck this is. All right. Back to this bullshit right here. Let me see this. Number one, we can go to the gym together and work it out. What if he didn't want to lose any weight? Would you say? Yeah, what if you had to wheelbarrow the motherfucker and he was like, hur, hur, hur. you want to spend this money today? We'll choose that one. I guess so, yeah. Okay. That's like hard because mm -mm -mm. like I don't really... Like I don't really value money or like... Well, I, <laughs> I guess I value health, so like... I mean, if he's overweight, he can always change him. So I guess I would say the fit guy. Okay. Because I care about health, like physical health, because I think it. Okay, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. It's just like your well-being. Yeah, just, yeah, I just, I guess that one. Um, I think being fit is um, important. So I, I want a guy who takes care of his health. Um, 50 pounds overweight is really not that bad, um, especially if, like, I have a more active lifestyle. So I wouldn't mind helping him be more active. 50 pounds, not that bad. Um, so probably the 50 pounds overweight. 50 pounds. What if he didn't change though? What if he stayed 50 pounds overweight 
Any I don't mind. Change? I don't mind a little. Okay, a little bigger guy. Yeah. All right. Guy number one. Yeah, more cushion for the pushing. I know what you were saying, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want a little more cushion for the pushing. That's just like me, man. I like a little more cushion for the pushing. You know, they know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it is, motherfucker. So, uh, yeah, let's get back into this shit. This is kind of fun. <laughs> one who is a three and has a boat and a second home that's an oceanfront condo. Or guy number two who is an eight but lives at home with his parents. So basically what they're saying, guy number one is ugly as fuck, but he has a boat and a second home that is an oceanfront condo that you can visit. And then guy number two, he, you know what I'm saying? He's got, you know, Henry Cavill looks or uh, Idris Elba looks or, you know, Jamie Foxx type looks or, you know, uh motherfucking shit like that no homo but you know got you know there's a looker for a guy right and he lives with his moms you know what i'm saying Let, let's see what they answer because i think they'll they'll fuck with the guy number one i think it's mostly guy number one what you guys think in the comments in the chat <laughs> um probably the first one okay um knew it knew it <laughs> Because he's doing better in his life. Okay. I'm not really one for appearances. Like, I, I care about physical health, but, like, other than just, like, being... You'll double bag smash that motherfucker, or you'll always go doggy style when the lights go out. <laughs> Keep going, baby. If it's, like, healthy, I mean, you don't have to be, like, super, like, fit or attractive just as long as, like, you're taking care of yourself. But he's obviously taking care of himself and other areas with his life so oh that's a good one um probably the eight who lives at home with his parents especially in times like these um if he's saving his money um i don't see why i mean obviously it would be better if a guy had his own place um a boat would be nice too though <laughs> but uh I'd, I'd go with the guy who's an eight and lives at home with his parents <laughs> This chick, man. All right? She's honest. Yeah. This chick. <laughs> that chick is, that yo. Parents, that's tough because you don't know what somebody's going through, but I'll stick with the three and I'll come back. That's mm -hmm. fine. Depends on circumstance. Okay, so that would change things for you? I mean, it would only if, like, because, like, do they just not have motivation or is it more so... <sighs> See, that's hard. Like disfigured or something? Yeah, see, she, she's thinking three. about it, boy. The three, okay. Yes. You don't want the ugly, ugly. Um, I'd say the second guy. Okay. Because that doesn't have to be forever. <laughs> right. And how old are you? I'm 28. 28. So is yeah. there an age where living at home with the parents would be a deal breaker for you? I'd say, you know, life happens and, you know, if you need help, you need help. But typically, by the time we're 30, maybe it's time to get on out of there <laughs> all right Ooh. i'll say she gonna get with the thug that lives with his moms i'll say guy number two they're still told you i knew it <laughs> See, yeah soap knows what this is like cookie does you know? time to move out i feel like we're still young so i understand that okay and how old are you 21 okay. oh would you say there's an age where living at home with his parents would not be or would be a deal breaker for you 
I feel like around age of like 25, 26, that's like a relative age where I feel like a lot of people are getting their lives together. So if you're still living with your parents, that might be a bit of an issue. Okay. So if that was the case, then would you choose guy number one? I would choose guy number two. Still? Oh, who is guy number one again? The three that has the boat in the second home in Miami. And then oh. guy number two is an eight, but he lives at home with his parents. I'll say guy number one. Okay. <laughs> if the guy was like 26. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Guy number one who is five four, five foot four, and makes 250K a year. Or guy number two who is 6'2 and makes 70K a year. This will be an overwhelmingly guy number two because they got to have the tall. I mean, 70K a year, if you really look at it, that's electrician money. That's skills trades money. That's good money, really. You know, that's, I would like to say that that's definitely middle class at that point. And if that motherfucker 6'2", all the better. That's a bonus bonus for a chick like that. They ain't trying to get with a fellow, you know, fellas like your boy. Or they ain't trying to get with fellas like Kevin Hart or Tory Lanez. You seen what they did to Tory Lanez? <laughs> and I'm willing to posit another conspiracy theory. I think that that big motherfucking uh, uh, bodyguard motherfucker that was with uh, Megan Thee Stallion and... And her little publicist and Tory Lanez, I think he was the one that was popping the gun. And not Tory. You know? But if Tory did it, I mean, you know, kind of remind you of Harlem Nights. But, you know, that is kind of fucked up how they, you know, just threw him under the bus. They like, man, a short guy's life ain't worth shit in this world. I mean, you might as well say that it is the most acceptable fucking prejudice Ever, ever, that's some bullshit, but it's true. But I do understand it on the other hand, though. It's um, security. Uh, us men, we look for fertility, you know. Signs of fertility are tied to youth and beauty. You know what I'm saying? So is she fine, small waist, pretty face, thick thighs, you know, shapely boot, you know what I'm saying? Shapely tits, all that good shit. Then you know, that's what's up. That, you know, that's it. I don't give a fuck if you, you know, got a degree and, you know, underwater lesbian dance therapy. If I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about your degree. Your degree don't make my dick hard. I'm not fucking your degree, bitch. Do you look good? Do you look looking good? And are you around like, you know, grown and sexy my age? I'm like 35 to 45 with me anyway. Some fellas are 25 to 35, okay, you know, just before they hit the wall. Some guys are like, you know, in that gray area with 17 to 28, no, 17 to 25, kind of like how, uh, 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 in a way, kind of like how um, Leonardo DiCaprio is. And, bruh, if you are like that, you need to watch yourself. You know what they did to R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? 17 to get you 20. You better watch out. Don't be fucking around with them hoes. But I can, don't be fucking around with them youngins. You know, it, with me, I got it to where, you know, I don't get with the jailbait on this end. And then on the other end, I don't get with the, the, the Gmails. Oh, oh God, no. If you are a boomer or a, or a really old Gen Xer, I can't get down with you. 
I mean, at best, you'll probably be a one-night stand. Um, the rule of thumb in, on that side of the age spectrum is that if you're the same age as my motherfucking mom or around that age, like I say, within uh, plus or minus five years, uh-uh, we can't get down. I'm a man of the philosophy. I go my own way. I don't, I don't, mm -mm. I do my own shit. I pay for my own shit. You know, I foot my own bills. I take my own accountability and I don't need a mother. I don't need a mother figure, man. Mm -mm, no, but this bullshit back to this here. How much you motherfuckers want to bet? I'm willing to put a motherfucking, yo, put a fucking hundo on it. That they'll all pick guy number fucking two. Here we go. Well, I'm 5'10", so 5'4 is a little too short for me. As I mean... Oh, hell no. Lady, why don't you just let me climb that mountain, goddammit? Shit, what you worried about? How we look together and shit. That's bullshit. I've dated chicks her, her height. As a matter of fact, I've dated chicks at 6'3". Mm-hmm. Dated chick that was six three, six foot three. This was actually my last long term relationship. Don't mean to get too personal or try to dox myself, but yeah, I gotten with a chick that was tall. You know what I'm saying? And bro, they they can do some shit, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can do some shit. You know what I'm saying? I climbed that mountain, boy. I climbed that ladder to success. You know what I'm saying? Mm, no steady big fellow. I've been in the monster business. Mm, no steady big fellow. <laughs> yeah. You know, but back to this. And I can understand why, you know, but I, you know, from my experience, I'm starting to notice, uh, you know, no one's willing to date the shorter men that are under 5'10". Shit, that are under 5'8", let alone 6 feet, you know, that are like Tory Lane's height, my height, you know, shit like that. You can tell I'm a short motherfucker. But anyway... I'm too short for long conversations, goddammit. But uh, <laughs> you can tell a lot, not a lot of chicks do, but I've noticed this one thing also that there's a fetish among taller women and, yeah, some big women too that they do like guys my height. And, and it's kind of odd, but I don't know. Keep going. And then there's this other thing the other way around where these short little, you know, bitches my height that are like, you know, in, in the five, 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 six thing, five, five to five, eight category and that. And they end up almost always with some seven foot fucking center of the Chicago Bulls and shit. We're going to talk about that later, but we don't see what they answer. Let me quit without further ado. Keep it going. If you're five, four and you're super confident, that's really sexy. But um, five, four is... Like I said, I'm 5'10", so 5'. Bitch, you would date Tom Cruise in a heartbeat. Shut up. Or it's a little too short for me. I'd prefer a taller guy, um, especially when I wear heels. I like wearing heels. So you're choosing guy number two? Yes, guy you number still two. still smash you know, me, hoe. They're short, the and they still have these crazy height expectations. But mm -hmm. when you're 5'10", it's like, can you really be mad? Right. There's really not that many people... Right. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of girls who are five ten. Like if anyone's gonna be picky, I feel like it should be you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like a guy who's shorter than you. Yeah, that's true. You short bitches really shouldn't be picky. And I think y'all kind of got a little baby father type of a fucking baby daughter father daughter fetish going on. Some weird, ugly, nasty shit going on there. 
Ugh, man, like mm. that's gross, bro. I don't know. Ugh, nasty. You though? Um, as long as he's super confident, like I said, I'm gonna wear heels. Mm -hmm. So if if you're confident and I I really like confidence, if you can rock it and you're not insecure about it, then baby, I've been rocking this shit for 42 years, baby. Shit, what goes in the bedroom? We all the same height. Well, um, well, unless the lights are off, but then again, anyway, keep it going. Fuck yeah. Perfect. All right. Five, four, 200,000. 250. Six, oh, 250. Mm -hmm. Quarter of a million. Six, two and make 70. 6'2 make 70K. Come on. I'm going to go for the 6'2 guy. Of course six, you are. are you? I'm 5'1. One. You 5'1? Five five foot, foot, I know the 5'4 guys. Well, you 5'1? So let me get this straight. You one of them ones with the father daughter thing. You ain't that a bitch. Keep going. Still taller than you, you would still choose the 6'2 making less money. Yeah. Mm, probably number two. Six mm -hmm. foot two guy? Yeah. How tall are you? Um, five six. Okay. Mm -hmm. So would your answer change if the five four guy was like a little bit taller? If he was your height, would you ch still choose the six two guy? I don't know. There's something about like I, people in my family are tall. I just happen to be the short one, you know. <laughs> So I typically like taller guys, just like a little bit taller than me. Okay. So would what's the shortest guy that you would date? Mm, I'd say probably like five eight. I t there's just something about taller taller guys that I. Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, you got that fetish. <laughs> no steady big fellow. That's what it is. You like that monster business put it on you, and he, okay, he ain't mad at you. Do your thing. Um, probably just the taller guy. Again, I don't really care about money, so that's not really like that's really not a factor in it at all. So I guess taller if I had to pick. Okay. Because I'm five nine, so I'm pretty tall for a girl. I was gonna so. ask, I thought you were taller. Even yeah, if the motherfucker I'm five was nine, broke. So five four would be pretty short. Even if he was broke. Yeah. Say. Would you yeah. date a guy who was shorter than you? Yeah, I will yeah, I would. I mean I my I dated a guy, we were the same height. Okay. Like exactly. So I mean I guess it's not the same. Did thing. you still wear your heels? I don't wear heels. No? no, I hate heels. Okay, like, so it doesn't even matter. So it doesn't even you. matter. But I mean, I would, yeah. I'm not cool. like, superficial cool. like that. But if, if I had a choice, yeah. like, I guess I would pick the taller ones. Yeah, hey, I don't know. She she got it. But then again, she gives me, you know, uh, Radfin vibes. And that's not good. Oh, 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 hell no. She gives me that radical feminist vibe. And that, that kind of weirds me out. But keep going. Right. Oh, guy number two. Of course. How tall are you? Five foot one. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So you would still choose another five one or oh for sure. Another one. Six, four. <laughs> Whoa. Tired oh of that gosh. shit. Okay, so you would rather have the tall guy than the guy who makes more money. Yeah. Okay. Hey bitch, come here. <laughs> oh shit, keep going. Okay. And what is it about the tall factor that stands out to you? I just feel like taller guys, I'll feel more protected because I'm so short. I want a guy where if we're out and like a situation happens, he can for sure protect me. Okay. And what is the shortest? Because you you look just like the type that would cause drama in the jam, in the club or, or the boogaloo, whatever you call that motherfucker in the bar. You look like the type that would cause trouble. I don't mean to go by looks and shit, be a locust or nothing. 
But you the type that would do some shit like that. Start some damn drama in the motherfucking club just so that your man could get involved and want to fight the motherfucker. That's why you get with these tall motherfuckers. That's another thing, too. Guy that you would date. I would say maybe like five foot eight. Mm, maybe six two. Okay, and how tall are you? I'm five two. Okay. So I guess What? What the fuck? I'm taller than you. Cut that bullshit, woman. You fine as fuck. But man, fuck that shit. I go up to her like, hey baby. My my name is Soap. I, I clean stuff. Yeah, I got a show. Uh I, I say things like and but don't let that bother you. I like long walks at the beach. Yeah, I'm so. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Wanna wrestle? I guess I can't be too picky. <laughs> right. But if you had to choose, you would choose the taller guy versus the guy who makes more money? Maybe, yes. Okay. I gotta go for the taller guy. How tall are you? 5'3". Oh. Man, get fuck out of here. Okay. So even though he's still taller than you, you would still choose the really tall guy? I'm always in heels, so I'm going to be taller than him. <laughs> okay. Would you ever date a guy that was shorter than you? Shorter? Say yeah. No. Boo! No, no man. Okay. Boo! The next one is guy number one who is a four but pays for everything, is a provider, and you don't have to work, or guy number two who is a ten but you're the breadwinner. Guy number one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, for sure, guy number one. Yep. Okay. You don't want to be the breadwinner. I'm gonna make money, but I wouldn't. You gotta mind make more than you. Okay. Number one. <laughs> you gotta fund your lifestyle, right? Where he pays all the bills, right? Uh huh. Yeah, we know. Then mm. all that bullshit. Okay. I do not mind being the breadwinner. Okay. Um, if he, you know, the four, I. A guy who pays for everything, obviously, that's really nice. Um, a guy who I'm with, I don't mind paying occasionally. I think that's like a good, I think holding guys to that standard of having to pay for anything, mm -hmm. everything is, um, maybe I shouldn't use the word toxic, but I think. Yeah, yeah, you, you trying to, yeah, you trying to just pearly things your way out of this conversation, but we know what this is. Mm -hmm. No, it's very big fellow. No, nah, we know what this is. There should be some give and take. Okay. Um, but like I said, I don't know. You're doing all the taking. Winner, so I'll say the 10. Okay. I still make all the so attraction to the person in this case would be more important to you than the money. Yes. Okay. Um, the first one. Okay. Because, yeah, like I said, I don't really care about looks, but also. You care about that money. I'm kind of like old fashioned and like I kind of do think that a man has this, like men and women have certain roles and. Um, mm hmm. Yeah, I think a man should like kind of be more financially stable. I guess in like a committed relationship. Yeah. Like as opposed to the woman being the breadwinner. Also, I have a lot of like passions and hobbies, so I think that'd be really cool if I could just take mm -hmm. pursue them. So he can fund that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Selectively traditionalist is what the fuck they are. <laughs> Real shit. Keep going. Um, so I guess that one. I'm the breadwinner. Okay. Yeah, okay, right Maybe up the, the first guy. The four. Who, support, who will support me. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You care more about that provider kind of mindset versus... Looks. It's like I'm an independent woman, but... Oh, oh no! <laughs> no! 
This was the radical feminist. You got the shortcut hair. You got the I'm an independent. And yet she's selectively traditionalist, especially in these answers to these questions. Keep it going. Life, you know, if there's a family down the line, yeah, and I'm going to be taking care of kids and whatnot, I would like someone to take care of me. Got it. Mm -hmm. Guy number one, who is 54 years old, making 170,000 a year. Or guy number two, who is thirty, making forty five thousand a year. Um, see, I don't really care much about age. I've I've dated guys that have been like older than me and stuff. Okay, um, not what's 50. the oldest guy you dated? I think I gotta think. <laughs> Somewhere sugar babies before, but um, okay. so I don't really care about that. But also, I I doesn't. Is, is it dating or marrying? Oh my goodness! Just, she wants whatever you want for yourself. Oh, for dating, I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess I'm the freaking weeds. Who cares, more, man? That sounds superficial. Oh but God. for marrying, probably the younger one, just because we're more, we'll have more time together without sounding too hard, <laughs> without mm-hmm. being too morbid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. Probably the thirty-year-old. I would prefer a guy closer to my age i don't think the 54 year old would if he's like my dad's age i think that would be a little understandable personally i get it girls are into that but probably the uh 30 year old would. i I would give myself about a 10 year gap okay and so since i'm 28 like 38 doesn't seem out of range okay as long as they have like a young spirit and they're like you know, able to keep up with my youthfulness. Yes. Then I'm fine with it. Perfect. Okay. So 54 is just too old. Yes. Okay. I would do the younger one. Younger one. Yeah. What is the like age cap for you? Like what is the oldest guy that you would date? Um, I think early thirties. Okay. Yes. Okay. Guy number two, not into older men. Okay. What is the oldest guy that you would date? I would date a guy who may be at most 10 years older than me. Okay. And you said you're 21, so 31. All right. Guy number two. I don't want my dad and boyfriend to be in competition, you know. What is the- They're going to be anyway, whether your dad's that old and your man's this old. But then again, you know, what I'm saying here is that they'll still be in competition in some type of ways anyhow. Even though, let's just say the guy that you're trying to get with is in his 30s and your dad is like, let's just say he's 50 something, you know, I'm and you know, it's really fucked up. I'm old enough to be their dad. <laughs> like what the <clears throat> anyway, keep it going. The oldest person that you would date. Mm-hmm. And how old are you? How, I always forget. Um, how old am I? What the 20. fuck? Okay. You don't um, know that? Probably oldest, probably like 40. Okay. So 54 is a little bit of a stretch yeah 54 yeah god number two number two okay 30 years old yeah what is the cap you think for like age like what's the oldest you would date at this point i'm 22 so i'd stop like 36 35 okay and that's still a pretty big jump yeah still yeah pushing it all right guy number one who is a nine but can't satisfy you in the bedroom or guy number two who is a five but you have a great sex life (laughs) guy number two for sure I'd say guy number two, sex life. Okay. Hands down. Going with the five. I guess the no, the five. The five. Great sex life, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the nine. Okay. And not so great sex life. Um, 
I mean, I feel like those go hand in hand, so that's hard to answer. Right. Um, like normally if you're really attracted to someone, yeah, you would, you would that, hopefully. Yeah. Like five as far as looks or like? Yes. Nine, the nine. The nine? Yeah. Okay. Number two. Okay, choosing the five. Yeah. <laughs> and then this one's a little bit different, but guy number one who would be your husband making 60000 a year or guy number two who would be a sugar daddy that Ooh. gives you fifteen k a month. <laughs> the husband. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Guy number one, sixty thousand isn't too bad. Okay, okay. So you'd rather have the committed, loyal husband versus the sugar daddy side piece type yeah. of situation. Lying okay. like a motherfucker. Ooh, <laughs> that was tell the nice. truth. <laughs> but I think tell the truth. Shame the devil. Long term, probably guy number one. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. I can make fifteen thousand a month, so we're gonna go with the husband. The husband, Better, like commitment, with okay. the family. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Okay. So either husband making less or sugar daddy. Come on, Katie Carrot. Oh. Man, both good. Both, like, everyone wants a husband, but also wanting to get a sugar daddy. Man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go with the husband. Okay. That took her a bit. I number one. <laughs> so you choose the husband and the commitment versus a sugar daddy. Yeah. The husband. Husband. Lying through your motherfucker. Yeah, Look daddy, at her mouth. She lied. Something from you. You know, it's not yeah. just. Oh my god! Stop your fucking lying. <gasps> lying. Giving it. All right, guys, that is all I have for this video. If you liked it, yeah, man, that, yeah, man, they full of shit, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was pretty fun. Let me get to do another one because, I, yeah, I, I hinted on it, you know, a while back in, in, the, in the show. And, um, yeah, let's, let's go on ahead and just get that out the way. This is from my man's Adam No Jumper. Big up. Much, uh, you know, much love to him. And the crew over there at No Jumper. Hope to go on that show one day. That would be pretty awesome. I got to do some awesome shit before I can go there. And this one is about modern women only want to date extremely tall men. And that's no fucking lie. Let's get it. All right. Okay. So basically, there's a graph that Josh is going to pull up right now. This graph might be a little bit. Uh, difficult to understand because it's a kind of weird but check this out put us in the corner josh put us in the corner this is from bumble have you ever been on bumble i have what the fuck so between from the looks of it i i you guys can't see it if you're watching the playback or you're watching live hell i could barely see it from my end because i think our uh resolution is a little off here let me put that shit on high def real quick there we go so there the the graph dramatically goes up from 511 to six foot and then it stays up from six foot all the way up until six eight and then it starts to you know taper off at 610 so the bell curve is way the fuck over to the left in this if you're watching with me. But yeah, that, that that goes to show you what this really is. Let's go. I have definitely gotten laid off Bumble. Josh, why are you not showing me the title? Scroll up. And this Josh, is from Bumble, huh? Why are you not showing me the title? 
Bumble. Filters set in advanced filters by female users by height. So basically, on Bumble, you can set a, a percent. Uh, you can set a minimum height. Mm. So if a girl doesn't want to date guys under five, five six, or whatever, they can choose that so that they can filter out short men. Oh, the short king. Damn. And this shows Damn. what percentage of women are filtering out up to what height. I ain't fucking with Bumble because I already know I ain't getting no love. <laughs> fucked up, man. Seven feet. I don't know why the fuck Josh is having such a hard time keeping <laughs> seven feet. Why is why is six eleven more than like five eleven? Because this is how fucked up women are in this That's day crazy. and age. Is that <laughs> apparently I don't even understand this, but ninety yeah, like percent have set their filter six to <laughs> six six. And still a very healthy percentage, 38%, have set it to seven <laughs> feet. Okay. Dude, I, I implore nice. everybody out what there, the please fuck, let me know. Basketball players are on Bumble. If, yeah, yeah, please real, if, let me know. How many seven-foot tall men have you met in your life? For me. Probably zero. I, I yeah. feel like I have met more people than almost everybody watching this. I have met, you know, probably a, a handful of maybe, really? maybe professional basketball players or yeah. just random people who are seven feet tall. Of seven course. feet tall is fucking massive. Six six is insanely huge. How tall is Dante? Six nine, the little homie, six, nine. like the biggest dude. Okay, he's six nine. He he, like he walks into the room. You're like, holy shit, yeah. this guy's the biggest fucking dude I ever seen in my life. <laughs> Look, there's still a lot of women out here who are demanding that the men be six? taller than that. What has gotten into these women? He's probably he's probably Come one of the tallest Kevin people Samuels. I've seen ever. Yeah, in real life, who? at least. Uh, my Dante? nigga Dante, yeah. So what I'm getting out of Dante, this, come here. Let me see y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da Dante, pull up real quick. He's not gonna be able to, he's not gonna... Don't show Dante. This fucked up, man. He's Let's not even see. gonna be in the camera. That's we how tall quiet he is. on the yeah. set. But also, yeah, this dude's tall as shit. Look, you're not even gonna see anything. You're yeah, see his fucking <laughs> sweater. <laughs> he looks like the nanny. He's he's on the screen. He looks like the nanny from the fucking Muppet Babies, man. You can't see the rest of. You can't see his top half. <laughs> What the fuck, man? That was like Wizard Kelly. <laughs> Wizard Kelly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, my, this is my theory of, of my breakdown of why this looks so fucked up to us. Women who are on Bumble, some percentage of them are looking for relationships and stuff, but they're really just looking for like outlier dick. They're like, yeah. they're like, yeah. I'm not gonna bother spending time with some guy who's five eight and maybe he's like okay in bed. They're like, no, I'm looking for the fucking gigantic six eight dude who I know is gonna have a fucking thing on him, right? What if he got a regular <laughs> thing like, and he's this, six eight? I mean, because really, what is height Mom, besides man. just something that is a good indicator of your dick being bigger than average, right? You think that's how women look at it? And you could pick fruit. Because like you're closer to the, the and you, the I guess and shit. I guess for them too it's like oh I can't fucking reach the the coffee at the <laughs> at the top <laughs> yeah yeah on top show I just like why are women can you please so pass the cinnamon this? toast crunch why, like why are this is just disturbing this trend like how the fuck Stupid. is this possible so that's like seven feet right that's way less than yeah seven man feet. that's Come probably, on, well maybe dude, this is bullshit yeah. either I mean, way was Dante is Dante taller than that. He's taller. He's taller than that. Yeah, that motherfucker to the I ceiling. I mean, it's just it seems like a disturbing. He bumps trend, his head right? on the ceiling. I mean, it's just unrealistic. Would you want to be so as a short king? Do you feel like this is? I feel like How I'm. How tall are you? Like five nine. 
Oh, it's hard for you out here. You, no, you, it's not. I'm chilling. Bro, it's hard out here for me, let me tell you. But then again, you know, I guess mines. You know, I guess mines. You know, but damn, I don't get, yeah, this this is bullshit. So that's what they call us now, short kings. Ain't that a bitch? Fuck that chart, nigga. Fuck that chart, bro. I'm out here living life. Yeah, but man. I'm not having no problems, It bro. looks like you would be living a lot better if you were 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, yeah, but all I'm saying, but I mean, the there's hell. not that many six six niggas walking around, so Do I don't really feel, have that much like competition. When you're out here trying to sling your meat around, and girls are turning it trying. down left and right. No, not thank happening. you. No, I've had enough. No, I don't want anything to do with that. No, it has monkey pox. Uh, how do you feel? Do you feel discriminated against? Do you feel like the way? Not at all. Like, like the sure. way? Well, yeah. At first, I did, but you know, I, I, after getting the, after taking the red pill, I figured it this out. I figured this shit out. It's purely from a standpoint of genetics. See, they don't want to have no kids, right? Because the kids is a, is a female's. Um, it's a it's their insurance policy, if you will. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a mother's insurance policy. You would rather have that kid that is over five foot ten. You know what I'm saying? Because he'll have a better chance in you know getting into sports. He'll make it through the sports thing. He'll be athletic. You know what I'm saying? He'll be able to most in most cases win a fight and be able to protect their mother, you know, and they'll be able to reach things and shit like that. Short guys, man, we got to work twice as at least twice harder. So that that's what it is, man. And, you know, I, I, I understand it. I mean, that's like me, man. I mean, look, my preference is, is, you know, small waist, pretty face, BB dub, pogs, you know how I get down. But, um, you know, you get with me just because I got a shapely ass, don't you? Yeah, but you got a cute face, too. But it's all about my looks. Well, at, at the moment, it is because I view getting with a lady like this, yo. It's kind of like a song when you first hear a song, right? What's the first thing you hear out of a song? The beat, the drums, the instruments, right? The beat. That right there would be, I, equiv I, uh, I equivocate that. With a woman's body, I, I like the bass drum of you. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the guitar of you. You know, you're sounding good than a motherfucker. I like this. You look good to me. That's the first thing we notice because we're fellas. It's human nature, guys. And then here's another thing too, as well. Uh, and then as you get to know the song, back to the song analogy. The next thing that you know is the hook, all right? And that after that, it comes the name of the person, where they live, where they usually go, what they do, you know what I'm saying, what, what job they're Then it's that. Then it gets to that. That's, that's the chorus. That's the hook of the song. That's the next thing you know in a song. That's the next thing you know in a female, to continue the analogy. And then the third thing that you know about the song would be the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? The lyrics. And that's the basic, that's the, 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 the heart of the issue. That's the heart of a person. You know, I, I liken the lyrics to the song as, is the heart of a person, the heart of a female, how she cares herself. Uh, what's her, you know, a, a little something beyond her mannerisms. You're getting close to that, you know? And then, the third thing, the next thing, not the third, I think it would be the fourth if we're in the song analogy, but the fourth thing you would get would be the memory of the song. 
you know what the beat is, you know the melody when it comes on, you know the hook, and you know the and you know the verses. And so the memory of the song, the total memory of the song, where you were when you first heard it, and shit like that. That's the character in the relationship, the character of a woman. You got to know the character of that lady. You know what I'm saying? And that's where you get it. You get to know these females in stages and they get to know us in stages, you know, so that it's like that. So back to this. Then like a, like an overweight no woman. reason to leave. Another tick. If, uh, <laughs> like it, an overweight woman on average, if she goes to the bar, she might be feeling like a I don't go to the guys ain't fucking with it. Do I don't you? go to the bar. As I'm verified on Instagram. Like that. I'm verified on Instagram. So that's all I got to say on Instagram. I don't need to go out to the bar. I don't need to be on Bumble. They see the blue check, they're flocking. You get a different type of women at the bar. This graph, to me, so you think that women go to the bar if they want to find short dick? No, I'm saying there's different types of women at the bar versus girls on Instagram. Like, mm -hmm. if you fucking them just off of the clout. Give then... me the BBLs <laughs> off Instagram. <laughs> Fuck Bumble. <laughs> I'm not verified on Bumble, but I'm verified on the gram. But so, I, I don't know. I don't know if you really want to, like, hang your hat on that argument that you're just, what? like, only able to get laid on Instagram. Bro, I why do I need to Instagram? Do you have code approach? Instagram is a dating app for me. I don't need to go on fucking Hinge, Bumble. <laughs> True. You What's the other Grinder? You might be able to find some more excitement on there. I don't need to go on. No, you might want to go on Grinder though. I feel like you have, I have a feeling that you would really appreciate it. But yeah, no, I mean, bro, I'm not out here like trying to do that anyway. Like I'm not like looking to like. Beyond no, Bumble. so when you holler at women, you only do it on Instagram. They holler at me. If you could flip a switch right now and be seven feet tall, would you do it? That seems a little awkward. I might be bumping into shit. I got <laughs> Yo, seven feet tall, I I'm pretty duck. sure, is like a curse. Yeah. I'll do like six. Like, that's too much. That would be a curse. You know, um, I'd say for me anyway, you know, a cool 5'11". If I if, if it were, if I were to flip a switch, it, it, okay, let, pose the question to me. If I was like 5'11", and uh, I'd say 224 pounds. Yo, that's a pretty solid motherfucker. You know? That's a pretty solid dude. Between 220, 230, that's a solid motherfucker. Kind of like Jerome Bettis size damn near. But I would do. I would be that, you know? Earl Campbell type size. Like, ugh. You still trucking motherfuckers, but you're not, you know, seven foot, six foot. Like, you're not a power forward. You're not LeBron James, bro. I wouldn't want to be that damn tall. And he's right. You'd be bumping into shit, feeling awkward. A lot of fucking ceilings are fucking sourced all the way down to about seven foot. Nah, you wouldn't want to be seven foot living in, you know, no small places. That'd be fucked up. You're going to be hitting your head Hell on yeah. the ceiling of normal rooms. How tall, like how tall are you and how tall are you? 6'3". I'm 6'2". Six, six, I could do that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, that's You guys still like are like. Big pause, but if like, I was nine feet tall, I would not be able to. Or if I was nine inches taller, I would not be able to walk through that fucking or, door or if, smacking my head. Or if you were nine inch nails, I can't even walk around on the fucking subway in New York City without fucking ducking down to get into it. I'm only six three. That's six what nine I'm saying. would be, or I mean, seven feet. Falaco says I'm six five. So I'm really what bad. if six nine was six nine? Do you think his career would be doing better if he was taller? <laughs> That's what you know. What I think short rappers always do better. Eh. Like miniature rappers, but there's a lot of tall rappers too. Like who? There's not that many. Okay, who who are the top ten in all the hip hop and all these short? Top ten short kings, bro. Most of the most of the best rappers are short. Lil Wayne. Wayne. We need research. 
If- and I don't consider him a best rapper, but he's kind of right, I guess. It's a matter of subjectivity. I get it. We're going to actually do this because I'm I don't want to be know. sitting here trying to fucking guess Drake's height. Is Jay-Z- Drake is probably like 5'10", 5'11". Jay-Z's not short. Young Thug is tall. weirdly tall. Yeah. Drake's uh, not short. And freakishly skinny. Drake's not tall either, though. Biggie wasn't short. You Tupac wasn't short. Tupac was, Tupac was too, Tupac like 5'8". Really? Tupac was like five Tupac eight. Like You're literally eight. doing what we just said. We should not do is sit around and try to guess everyone's height. Oh, I'm not <laughs> guessing. I'm not. Anyway, he's five nine. You're Tupac. Yeah. House phone. I'm a wow. wizard, grand wizard. House phone. You ever go meet up with a girl off the internet and then she just looks at you and mm-hmm. she's just like, Ugh, no, too short. <laughs> I mean, you usually talk about stuff like that in the DM. The homie went on a Tinder date the other night and girl showed up and she was like, what? Like, oh, like six six inches on him and like that's fire. Yeah. So could you mess with a girl who was like way taller? I'd be down. Like, could you fuck with a girl that was seven feet? I'll give her one. Okay, seven Uh, feet is crazy. I feel like it's (laughs) impossible. It it is impossible for a woman to be seven foot without looking like a fucking total freak. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's not. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Kai Kai Sinet went on a date with some like uh, college like D1 athlete girl. She was fire. How about this? She was fire. Stop being polite and let's start getting real. You think that if we were to go to a WNBA get together, I knew he was gonna bring this up. You think that That's like you think that the yeah. average woman in the WNBA that you would be looking at her like, damn, or you think that like the height would just weird you out? Uh, it would weird me the fuck out. And most of them do look like they are, you know, they have one too many nights at the clam bake, you know. <laughs> ah. I, but, I feel like okay, ugh, I don't know. This girl that Kai Sinet went on the day with in the vlog, like obviously in her basketball uniform, she looked like you know whatever, like. Probably well, when even you play. see her out on the court surrounded by fellow giants, then you, your brain, it's like when you, you watch an NBA game and these guys kind of look normal, but in reality, they would look like total fucking freaks in no, any no, wait, wait, wait. room. No, She's 6'11 with a BBL. Yeah, I'm smacking. I have yet to see it, and I would, I would love to know That'd what that crazy. looks like. Because, you know, it's going to be the Six first 11. time the doctors. Yo, I did see that, and she was about to be a Division One athlete. This was in Colorado. Personal story real quick. Long story short, though, I seen her at a um, – it was kind of like a park get-together. I don't know if it was Memorial Day or the 4th of July, but anyway – she towered over everyone, and I know she played basketball, but she had on her baby hair, had on, you know, dyed her hair blonde. She was one of them little red, she was one of them tall red bones, bro. She was tall, bro. I'd say somewhere in the realm of six, four, maybe five, and she was fine as fuck. Booty was on point, small face, pretty, you know. You know, you know, not small face, but a small waist, pretty face. Yeah, she was tall as fuck, though. I was like, oh, man, I climbed that mountain, boy. It's crazy. He's done a woman of this stature, so he's likely to fuck it up. They got to put like two tables together. They're going to be fat as shit. I'm climbing. Treat her body like a rock climbing wall. So <laughs> I'm going to put on my off-white spiky shoes and climb up that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Who's the tallest? The, the average WNBA player is around six feet tall. That's, That's regular. The tallest is 6'10". Jesus. So, yeah, seven foot is not even a... Yeah, it's not even like in the... They'd have to have a... A, a tumor on their pituitary <laughs> gland or something. Yeah, like you couldn't like she's sixteen. You couldn't like pick up her body and why you couldn't? Hey, let me get on out of that. But that was crazy. That was kind of nice and looking at that. You can you know watch that at, at your own. And then you know I'm coming about to the end, so I'm gonna lighten around a few more things. But um, back to this shit here. Uh, it's 
doesn't really necessarily matter who you do choose to date. That's your preference. I mean, if, if you really look at it, it's the um, most acceptable prejudice out there. And that's dating preferences, you know. But it's kind of funny how men get the shaft. We had no pun intended. Pause, right? Um, when it comes to their preferences, you know what I mean? And um, I thought I'd just point that out with, with that particular segment. Now, back to the LGBTQ, and then, you know, our, you know, we'll talk about Mindy Kaling here. I'm going to get this banner off. Here we go. And uh, speaking of Division One, really tall whamins. <laughs> Let's talk about this thing about Leah Thomas. You know the uh, the 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 stunning and brave female, the transgender female that that was stunning the world and 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 shattering all sorts of swimming records, right? So it goes. Raleigh Gaines calls for separate locker rooms after seeing Leah Thomas's male genitalia. Oh gosh, former championship swimmer and women's sports advocate Riley Gaines said she saw Leah Thomas's male genitalia while being forced to share a locker room with the biologically male swimmer who identifies as a transgender female last year. Gaines is renewing her opposition to transgender female athletes participating in women's sports, calling upon the national, the NCAA, to establish separate locker rooms. Uh, she says, we're not forewarned before, beforehand that we would be sharing a locker room with Leah, told Fox News. We did not give our consent. They did not ask for our consent. But in that locker room, we turned around and there's no there's a six four biological man dropping his pants and watching us undress. And we were exposed to male genitalia. <coughs> so in other words, you just saw his <coughs> that's nasty and nasty. Thomas reportedly had begun hormone replacement therapy, but had not undergone surgery at the time. Gaines noted that the locker room experience was worse than having to share competition. I can understand. That to me was worse than, than the competition piece. The 12-time All-American, five-time SEC champion said, not even probably a year, two years ago, this would have been considered some form of sexual assault, voyeurism. But now, not even they are not even, um, but now not even are they just allowing it to happen. Oh, it's almost as if these large organizations are encouraging it to happen. Of course they are. They're woke as fuck. <laughs> Gaines, who barely lost a race to Thomas, has slammed the NCAA for failing to protect the integrity of women's sports. She attended the State of the Union address as the guest of uh, Representative Lisa McLean, uh, the Republican from Michigan. So, yeah, man, um, that was crazy, dude. Like that, that Leah Thomas thing was, you know, uh, taking the world by storm. And I'm I, I kind of see it like this, but, you know. It's kind of a chain as to how these uh and as to how this wokeness got let in. See, at first, the bitch made simp was the one that let in um you know the let in the the the, the voting the, the 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 universal suffrage amendment. It was them that let that in. Trad cuck simp let that shit in, right? 
thought it was the best, the, the right thing to do, right? Progressive society, right? But then Karen turned around and saying, what about these, what about these uh, LGBTQ plus people? They're being marginalized. And they and they at least Karen's they go on this march and they they're marching hard they're going hard some of them even munch carpet themselves and clam banking it and whatnot and then you know we fast forward to now and now you know these 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 feminist types have gotten buyer's remorse you know. It was you that let these fools in. You let them in. You let them in. And now you're asking for the bitch made simp to bail you out of it. But sorry, honey, he can't bail you out of this one. I got some homework assignment for you. Little Jimmy's ran out of fucks. So there's that. I'm going to go on over here to the next thing. Get that off my screen. And uh, share with you another story before I get into this Mindy Cowling thing. Ten things Americans aren't ready to hear according to non-Americans. Okay. And the article says, have you ever wondered what the rest of the world wants Americans to understand? I really don't give a shit. If you have spent any time on Reddit, you'll learn quickly. I don't spend time on Reddit. So there's that. So this Reddit, Reddit user is asking, what are Americans not ready to hear? And nearly 20,000 people weighed in, and here are 10 things the rest of the map wants the U.S. to hear. 10, your food is poison. 9.6 thousand out of 20,000 had said this. All right, poorly drawn Beagle, a user, said, you let food companies put in whatever crap preservatives they want and make up weight and with artificial sweeteners instead of natural ingredients. The thread blew up with Americans claiming they know it but have no control over it. For example, a person says, we aren't letting them. There isn't much we can do about it if the people that control our countries and companies don't care. And, you know, they got kind of a point with that. And then another address, another uh, writers added, we hate it, apparent, we hate it, but apparently it can't affect change. So it's legal to feed us GMOs without labeling them, which is true. Hello, corn subsidies. Yep. So, yeah, our food is not the best. It does have preservatives, and pretty soon they'll start doing this plant-based bug shit. But there it is. Nine, and this was like about half of the users had um, said here. Number nine, tipping culture is a scam. So a writer stated, your tipping culture is a scam. Tipping should not be a burden obligation of your customers. And another added, if a business can't survive, if they can't pay their employees, that's not a business. It's an exploitation racket. Okay, you, you kind of right. You kind of right. That makes sense. And then another said, I'm a server in Australia. <laughs> Tipping isn't essential here. It's a nice bonus if you think they did it did well. I'd hate to work under the American system. I understand you can make a lot more, but I couldn't imagine making a life where such with such inconsistent pay. And yeah, I do understand that gratuity pay system here. It's a bit burdensome. Yeah, that's why I don't get into, you know, shit like that. All right, here we go. And number eight goes to say, and I kind of agree with it, and, and like a little more than half it said, you don't know what liberal, socialist, or fascist means. A guy said, we use liberal as a synonym, synonym for Democrat. And then 
another agreed and said, and socialist and communist. All three are wholly identical and interchangeable. I'm starting to understand that. And then another Redditor says, as an Aussie, it's always funny seeing some Americans complaining about liberals or trying to use it as an insult at left-leaning people because for us, it's the opposite. With the Liberal Party here being the more right-sided party of the major, the two major parties, you got that right because, shit, both Aussies are to the left of Joe Biden. And here's another one, and... You know, I kind of agree with it myself, having mortgaged a house that I don't have the house to. Number seven, college shouldn't be so expensive. And uh, a, a little over a half said something to this. And and, and uh, Chip Consumer 44 said, college shouldn't drain your entire savings account. Ugh, you got that right. What savings account? Sorry, I can't afford one between my 2K rent and 1K college loan payment every month. Please, someone help us. And then another said, that's funny because most Americans don't even have savings accounts, right? Yeah, I understand. I understand. And, you know, and on top of that, college is turned into a daycare for kidults, as they call it. That, that one age between 18 and 24. That shit. Oh, man. Ooh. Excuse me, guys. Had to sneeze. Okay, back to this. Number six, profit-based healthcare is wrong, 13.1K. Now, excuse me there, I had to sneeze one more time. <laughs> uh, damn, looks like we're about to change seasons here. Okay, profit-based healthcare is wrong, number six, and a little over a half, 13 out of 20 have said this. Profit-based healthcare is wrong on so many levels. The fact that healthcare is tied to employment is the worst. Too sick to work? Ha-ha, forget you. No remotely affordable insurance for you. And it kind of doesn't work out that way, but I understand. And here's another one. I anticipate my health insurer would defraud me in every interaction I have with them. I think most citizens agree, but the politicians and their backers make too much money off privatized healthcare to change it. But then again... I, I might I add, might me myself add to this that even if it were, you know, even if it's not privatized, let's let's look at the state owned, state ran, really taxpayer funded healthcare. It'll start looking like the VA. All right. So no. And then C. Excuse me, five. And it's about the C word. So about 14,000 out of 20,000 have talked about this. And uh it's he says. Yeah, mate, I was talking to some Americans in New Zealand. I called them a good C word, and the conversation didn't last much longer. The word equates to mate in New in Australia. Actually, it's kind of like the N-word all over the world because it flies with some people in Australia, in New Zealand or something. Well, in New Zealand, they might not like that either, you know, because you know, you know, women, yeah, they'll, they'll act a fool with it. But uh, yeah, the C word, that only works in Australia, bro. That only works in Australia. Yeah. Four. You're the foreigners in 198 countries and 14.3 out of 20 said this. And then it goes, there's an American that says, I'm an American who lived in the UK for a few years and worked in a warehouse. Most of the staff were from Eastern Europe. 
Poland, Albania, and Romania. I commented once to one of my fellow managers that there were so many foreigners, and he said, what do you think you are, mate? You're a foreigner too, baby, because you're an American in another country. Deal with it. Then there's a number three. Working 80-hour weeks isn't bragworthy, 18.2K out of 20,000 said. And the Redditor said, I'm a foreigner living in the U.S., and I get told all the time how Europe is less productive and the economy is lower because people don't work as hard, or they continued, or because they don't put enough hours because they are happy being the mailman or teachers. I smile and say that back home. The average teacher or mailman lives a pretty good life. That's why they're happy. They do not need more because more work won't get them better life quality. Okay, I do understand that. And in a way, I kind of wish it wasn't like that here in America too, even though we did, you know, chop off half the value of our workforce by allowing more females in it. And um, it is debatable saying that the reason being that we did let them in that way is because shit, the war, the wars we've had and shit like that. And then after that, the country was like, you might as well. And I kind of get it. But if you really look at it, every household in America is ran. It, it, the, every household survives off of a dual income earner. And, and uh, it, nothing more, nothing less. Unless your ass is six figures and you are living slightly below your means or even, even below, even more below your means. You know what I'm saying? You got to watch your shit. So I, I kind of get this one. All right, here's another one. Uh, whoa. Number two, Hollywood in Mexico. And this is 17.9 out of 20,000. Mexico is not in sepia lighting. How many other lies has Hollywood told? <laughs> and former Soviet, Soviet nations are not in blue. And Iraq is not in green. And then somebody else said, oh, sure, right. Next, you'll tell me it's filled with stucco churches and old ladies wearing brown shawls. But you know what? It kind of does look like that. And hell, you ain't even got to go to Mexico. You can go to Arizona, New Mexico, Southern California, and parts of Texas. Shit, parts of Colorado look like that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. All right. Did the second one here. The, the first one, excuse me. And the last one, it says bathroom stalls. And, uh, you know, a lot of people responded to this. And the entire world excels at making bathroom stalls that you can't see between. Not sure why the U.S. stall manufacturers can't figure out how to close the massive gaps. You know what? I understand that, too. I understand that, too. That's kind of weird also. I mean, like, you know, you would think that these motherfuckers would, you know, kind of cover it a bit. I don't know why they would keep it like that. You know what I'm saying? That That is kind of weird and odd. So there's that, that article there. We got that out the way. And then... We got this last article before we do go. And this is about Mindy Kaling. Yeah, man. And and this Velma shit that she's been up on lately. She's really screwed the pooch on this one. I mean, not even other females are okay with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Not even they're cool with this goofy shit. I mean... You know, to me, she don't look half bad or anything like that. But until she starts fucking talking, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> she's annoying, bro, when she starts to talk. I mean, she's like that California 
girl that's unreliable all the time, bro. And she's horrible. But you know, you look at the you know, you look at the broad, you know, she's got her shit together. I mean, look at the body and the face. I like, you know, she looks good, but her as a person makes her look like you know that one bitch with the porno and the cats over the age of 50. You know what I'm saying? She carries herself much like that type of female. Like, ugh. And this Velma debacle and, and Mindy Kaling being the poster child for all femme cells is true. You know, she acts just like a femme cell, bruh. Acts just like it. You know? I mean, ugh. Everything, ever since she, this bitch was in the office, she struck me as some annoying liberal. And back then, I was voting Democrat. What the fuck? <laughs> right? So, I mean, Minnie Callan, I mean, with this with this cartoon, she's living vicariously through, through a cartoon character that was meant to be a high IQ female, you know? you know, above the bell curve, you know what I'm saying? And most see Velva, I mean, some, some saw Velma as, you know, this, excuse me, some see Velma as this, uh, she's this nerd, this girl nerd, nothing more, nothing less. And, you know, she, you know, she has a, with, with when it comes to clues in a case, she's up on that shit, you know, she pays, um attention to it she does a due diligence when it, due diligence when it comes to the clues you know and that's what she was she always was that way when i grew up with the series but when this bitch gets a hold of it it becomes you know but i'm a cheerleader or something but with a murderous bit to it i mean like what the fuck you know these these people in hollywood are uncreative, no trait of originality having ass quacks. They're hacks, man. They're not creative. That's why I, and, and I'm pretty sure many of you that are listening and watching, you guys go to YouTube for this shit. You guys go for the raw, uncut for the real, you know? Y'all go there for this. You go there for the truth. And you go there to be entertained. You're not to be preached to. And see, the 60s had a problem with that. And Hollywood thinks that now that, you know, many of those same people from the 60s and 70s, you know, the hippie generation, these boomers, you know, that now are running Hollywood, that we'd be okay with another one of their leftist revolutions. Think again. You are now the status quo. People like this Mindy Kaling, come a dime a dozen, bruh. I'm in South Dakota. Yes, yes, I'm in flyover country. And I can step outside my door. I'll just go into the store. Oh, I'll just go to the bar. And there's another one just like this bitch. And they're starting to become more and more rampant. Like, oh my fuck. I don't mean to sound like I'm crying, but God, dog, get rid of these types. And it's obvious. I mean, even females have pointed this out. She's vicariously living through a cartoon character, and she needs to grow the fuck up. She's a failed, delisted, second-rate comedian. She's not even funny, bro. 
Who the fuck gassed her head up at NBC to get this bitch a career? And yeah, she went to Dartmouth, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. She went to Dartmouth. Ivy League school, right? Gets an internship at NBC for Conan O'Brien. Conan, why did you do this shit? Pure fucking gross. All right? And then, oh, gosh. This this chick right here, man, she was on that, that Woke Oceans 8 thing and in all of this, every movie she's been in, like, they could have done without this character or whoever the fuck she was playing on it, you know? I mean, shit, and you're correct, my man. Uh, shit, she, these people do not know how to write stories, you know? And they don't. They are, you know, trying to relive the 60s and 70s all over again, and you see it with the woke folks. They've been watching too many of them documentaries. I don't know. I did it my damn self. You know, the only damn thing good. I mean, after after what I've been through, the only thing that still holds true from that time period to me anyway. Was Martin Luther King and the music, because the music was transformed into something better listening. It was funkier. It wasn't all, you know, buttoned up and, and, and stayed and all of that shit. You know, it was, it was, um, you know, extended songs and solos and good shit like that. Then that's what I liked about that time frame. But, you know, the civil unrests and all of that, they're trying to repeat it. It sucks. You guys are the status quo. You're not bucking any trends here. You are the trendy ones. <laughs> And, and idiots like this here on my screen, yeah, Mindy Colling, idiots, idiots like this, you guys are the status quo now. So you're not bucking any trends. You're not blazing any new trails. You're simply walking on trails that the boomers have blazed, man. And I'm done with your ass. I'm done with your ass. God, bye, gotta go. I'm done. Done with you. Get the fuck off my screen. Shit. What an annoyance, man. I mean, and then, oh, gosh. I seen a few scenes of that shit, and it was garbage. In fact, really any spinoff of Scooby-Doo from the original 1969 through 1971-ish, it's, it's not the right one. I don't even like the one with Scrappy Doo in it, motherfucker. Shit. He makes us short people look stupid. So fuck that. All right? I hated Scrappy Doo even. And I don't I didn't even like the other ones. I didn't like the live action shit. I didn't even like that. You know what I mean? I kind of like the one where, you know, they made an appearance on a Jay and Silent Bob, I think it was. That was pretty cool. Or when they made a brief appearance on Johnny Bravo. Now, that was pretty cool. You know, their cartoon sales, something like that. I was okay with that. Good Lord. Fucking hacks, dude. So, yeah, we talked about, you know, this Mindy Cowling failure, Andrew Tate. We talked about that and how pimps are, you know, are 
or you know are being jammed up you know they're getting y'all for that uh they are definitely getting y'all for that fucking uh uh for trafficking and y'all better really watch your ass man and you better you know start screening your hoes you know what i'm saying you gotta you got to have vision Yeah, boy, you got to have vision. All right, all right. Now, um, yeah, man, and I also talked about what was the holdup about the dating preferences. I mean, and then I'll, I'll end it with this. Why is it that a damn near dwarf bitch gets to date seven-footers where I can't date the small waist, pretty face, pog women? You see what's up there? It's the females that hold the gate. They're the gatekeepers of sex, and men are the gatekeepers to relationships, and we all know this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, why is it bigoted? Why is it called bigoted if I do not want to date a transgender person? You know? That one bullshit that Riley Dennis was popping off at the mouth about. Not cool. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and end my show. It's been cool. It's been fun. And hey, I even did it without drinking one drop. I did this show set sober as a judge, man. Like, <laughs> yep, I've, I've pissed someone off. I know I did, brother, but, but it's all good. Soap's gonna be soap. And uh, for all of y'all, you know, um, motherfuckers can say psyche, motherfuckers can say soap, but can you motherfuckers say psyche soap? I don't so yeah man you know and um here's another thing and i'll get another comment out here you know, oh yeah big ups to true charm uh very benjamin life and saving nation and and, and almighty <laughs> no that's really a manly reloaded right uh, for coming through to the show, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's been lovely. I mean, it's been a while since I've been out here doing my thing. I need to get back into my content, brother, because... you got to have vision. Yeah, I got to have vision, brother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be chopping these up for, you know, shorter videos, of course. I might get into the short thing, who knows? And then... You know, uh, be be um, on the lookout for MGTOW ruminations. I had that going on tomorrow, uh, 12 noon Central Standard Time in the United States, Chicago time, baby. So that's at 12 noon, MGTOW ruminations, 12 noon Central Standard. And then I got, um, and that's on Saturdays. That's on Saturdays. And then after this, um, if you haven't already, and right now we're going to go ahead and release the things that make you go damn. So I'm doing that right now as we speak. They will be on my alt text. You fellas, be careful. This is some indescribable horror, okay? This is not for the faint of heart, you know? Some say I go too far when I do this, but it's that, you know, Psyche Soap's red room, if you will. You know what I'm saying? With with all of the crazy dark webbish type shit going on. So I'm putting up things that make you go down. I'm doing that right now. So I'm going to oh, wait a minute. Okay, we're going around. Okay, I did see my uh, stuff over there. And then I'm going to go ahead here and upload that things that make you go real quick. I'm looking for that now. 
making sure you all get it when I get out of here. And I'm going to go out here, kick it with my mans. I got to watch myself. You fellas watch yourself too, because these laws, they out here, baby. They out here. And, um, you know, hold your head out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, things ain't always peaches and cream. You dig? You know, they're looking to catch men fucking up at every turn. They're, you know, looking to censor us and and play and play their little Gestapo little tricks on us. But you got to be vigilant, man. Keep your head on the swivel out here. Go your own way out here. Even when they start to do that shit. And, and, and yo, for you brothers that can't passport, bro. And uh, let's just say if you got a felony, for instance. And you can't passport, bro. I mean, at least, you know what I'm saying? Try to off-grid. Uh, you can still off-grid in America. You know, get you some land. You know what I'm saying? Some, uh, some land that, you know, that is least likely to be eminent domain if you will and then you know once you do that you know put your homestead and whatnot and you know take all your prep seriously make this shit right you dig and um you know and you'll be okay you know so for you passport bros for you passport bros much love to you but you know there's some that are monk much love to y'all monks you know near and dear my heart and then we got you know uh, now off-grid brothers off-grid brothers be 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 on the lookout for that you know off-grid brothers off-gridders you off-gridders need to stand up it's on you know what i'm saying because you know the passport bros i mean yeah they getting yo they getting handed getting it handed to them left and right everywhere out there bro you know they're getting, they're getting all sorts of bs out there and so man you watch your head you don't want to be one of these andrew tate types and uh, right now, you know, I've, I've I've already gotten it together, and I've released things that make you go. Damn! Psyche so, and uh, oh shit, wind! Oh, I was about I'm about to end my show here, brother. You know how I get my how my stream is up has such low numbers. Uh, very Benjamin life. I'm gonna tell you why. Cause I've been shadow banned. I've been shadow banned to hell. I mean, a lot of this shit is organic growth at this point. You know what I'm saying? And you spread the word out. It all begins with you brothers that are here in this show. Um, be sure that you share a link or two. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm shit. The highest amount of subscribers I've gotten was 450. And this was when the shadow banning wasn't as rampant as it is now. You know, the uh, YouTube terms of service has gotten tightened up. And, bro, I can't go any further. I mean, shit, they know me out here. My name's good in every hood, you know. You know, masculine mercenaries, angry man them. They know what's up with me. They know who I am. You know, Raging Golden Eagle, he know who I be. Turf Flinging Monkey, he know who I be. You know, Hammerhand, he know who I be. Undead Chronic, he knows who I am. You know what I'm saying? Underground Elite, he knows who I be. Motherfucking Mr. Former knows who I be. You know? Mr. Hey Vicious know who I be. Red Pill in the Wind know who I be. You know, Tico know who I be. You know what I'm saying? My name hood good in every hood out this motherfucker. Motherfuckers. <laughs> so do spread the word. I mean, I have, you know, I'm starting to, 
middle ground it a little bit, you know, and try to be real well-rounded with it. But even though, you know, don't nobody like a black libertarian, black conservatives, black libertarians, shit. We get as much of, we get as much uh, reception as shit. Um, we get as much of reception as paint drying. You know what I'm saying? When we out here on this. So do spread the word in your uh, discords and in your, tele in your telegram. If you got telegram, if you got it, spread the word out there on into your chats. Uh, yo. If you want to hear this again, yeah, the the, the audio only is going to be on Anchor and all of that. You know what it is. She'll, she'll, it will. And last but not least to my homeboy, Roos, a.k.a. Chattel Son of Sam. This is his cash app. I think I pinned it in the chat. Do give to my brother. I'm going to pin it also in the comments as well because my brother's going through it. He, he's gotten divorce rate recently and. I said the R word, didn't I? Ooh. I know I'm three hours in, but he's gotten divorced, you know, launched. And um, yes, you can stream on your phone if you'd like, if that's you, uh, very Benjamin life. But yeah, back to my man's roost. Yo, the roost is loose. Um, yeah, from the looks of your fucking cash app link. Uh, yo, Undead Chronic had called it roost sex. <laughs> kangaroo sex and all of this but brother i need to you know i can stream still using you know my uh stream yard but and you can using your stream yard too benjamin everybody wants to get into the but uh yeah man um you know i'm a showman i get down you know i've been th i've been like this you know and it's about time that a brother like me get on down to the boogie boogie woogie oogie and as a man, a brother of the philosophy, I tell to you, brothers, that the last breath you breathe, you better know that you went your own way. You know? Yeah. Go your own fucking way, gentlemen. Uh, we're all one big brother, all belong to one father. You tread on one and you hurt another. And that to me is brotherhood. And you better. But you got to have vision. You got to have vision, man. So I'm going to put up the uh, link. Okay. And for y'all that are listening, it is cash.app forward slash dollar sign, lowercase x, uppercase x, capital R-O-O-S-E, lowercase x, uppercase x. Damn it, Jack. Why'd you even make it this way? But I... But I can understand because that's a character in Game of Thrones. And so he had to do it like that or stylize it so that he'll be able to put it in there. But, yeah, um, don't give to my cash app. Give to his cash app and let you know, and, and it, you know, help me help my brother out of this bullshit and out of this turmoil that he's going through, this high conflict divorce he's going through. I love you all. Peace, my brothers. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with some uh, previews here as well. And I guess that'll do it. We out. Damn. Damn. From Psyche Soap, the new controversial series that is too hot for YouTube. We've got little fails. And we've got big fills too. Fireware.
Mil... Como é que essa mulher vai levar essa televisão, pelo amor de Deus? Brasileiro tem que ser estudado. Eita! So, prepare yourself mentally for the edge of your gaming chair. Presented by Psyche Soap, it's the things that make you go. Available on these alternative platforms, listed below in the description of this video.